There we are, good people. I know people on mine were like, where is she? I can't see her this morning. Had a little, um, apparently I scheduled it for 7.30 p.m. and not 7.30 a.m. <laughs> and of course, um, social media was all sorts of confused by that. It's like, wait a minute, it's 7.30 p.m. You can't start now. So I had to make a quick little adjustment, but good morning, we're here. Live and direct. Good morning to everyone. Um, let me just send out my links to all of the people in our news group or WhatsApp news group. If you want to join the WhatsApp news group, uh, please, by all means, just send me a message and I will add you to it. So basically, you get everything as it happens on um, social media, the news um, articles on the website, um, you know, the whole, the whole shebang. So, um, yes, sometimes when I, um, when I, uh, schedule these late at night, my brain is still half, half sleep, half awake. So now I realize exactly why poor Aaron couldn't get on this morning. Cause I was like, why? I don't see you. Why are you not there? Um, all right. So we got a lot to cover today per usual. Just a reminder, today's Friday, so the show is, my Lord, the phone ringing already? Wait, hot tamales, hold on. Let me plug it into the studio. Oh my goodness, y'all are on me already. One second, honey chill. Let me see. Good morning, caller. Happy Friday. Uh-oh, can you hear me? Hold on, hold on one second, hold on one second. Let me just unplug it and plug it back in. Make sure it's connected. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Sandra. I do not want to be on air. I want to ask you one question. Oh, you're already on air, honey chair. We have to be punctual around here. I will not ask the question then. Okay. Can you give me your personal number, please? 324 1612. 324 1612. Yes. Thank sir. you. All right. No problem. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye -bye. All right, folks. Um, yes, honey, we, we get uh, started pretty early around here. I got to do my eyebrows later on. Don't forget, folks, I'm going to court today. So mama's got to be looking good for court, honey, chill. In case the compass wants a photo or, or CNS, I'll be ready. I'm wearing green today. I feel like green is a power move. What do y'all think? Or should I wear red? <laughs> I'm going to wear my beautiful, beautiful green. Um, right. So I was saying that, um, and by the way, uh, the show does start at 7.30, so we're pretty much always live um, at 7.30 if we can help it. Yes. So if you call anytime after 7.30, just assume that you're on air. Mm -hmm. And normally if you call a half an hour before that, I'm busy getting ready. So um, I can't really talk to you. Somebody was just reminding me, don't forget you have court today. Thank you. You guys are just the best. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> somebody says we're red. So that they know not to, um, where, where's my bleeper? So that they know not to, uh oh, where's that? Uh, with you. <laughs> Y'all fill in the blank. <laughs> uh, what a hot mess. <laughs> yes, well, I'm ready. 
I feel good. So this is the first appearance in Grand Court. So we're going to Grand Court, y'all. Um, that means that if this doesn't get thrown out before then, and that's probably a very small um, if, or would it be a big if? Um, no, a small if, because we're pretty confident that it probably will be thrown out. Um, we will uh, be having a jury trial, honey, chill. Bring it on. So... Um, I'm I'm still in shock that I'm even charged with bribing somebody when I'm like following the judge's instructions. Now I'm afraid to do anything that the court tells me because the police might see it as God knows what. Uh, I don't know. It, it has it has my brain confused. But anyway, um, ooh, honey, chill. Ooh, honey. Oh my God. Yes. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh my God. Woo! This is this man is the gift that keeps on giving. Um Lord, let me get my water. So my house manager took the day off. She's got family visiting now. Her kids are visiting. So she took the day off today. So of course I'm running around like a chicken without a head. I don't have no tea this morning. I forgot to put on the tea kettle. So all I have is water, but let me invite all of you. Oh, yes. Let me turn on the AC as well. because I'm already feeling warm up in here, honey. Um, let me invite all of you to please put on a big cup of coffee this morning. Because between the Athletic Association, we got to update you on what's going on there. And um, we're going to out a predator again on today's program, a sexual predator. I don't even know. Um, talking to the victim at the moment. Oh my Lord. All right, Sandy, one thing at a time, honey child, turn the AC on first. Cause I'm already getting hot and bothered. It says 77 degrees up in here, but the temperature feels like 90 to me. And, and it's not menopause. It's just that some people just be stressing you out with their foolishness. So, um, mm-hmm. all right. Um, thank you, Miss Renita, reminding me about court as well. She said, go beat them, my dear. That's why I got a lawyer, because I'm going to sit back and kick at my heels and allow her um, to uh, allow her to um, do her job. Yes, I got a competent lawyer this time. Ooh, honey, can I tell y'all something? You know, I'm appealing that one, the singular conviction I have, I'm appealing it. One of the grounds on which I'm appealing it is incompetence, incompetent legal counsel. He was so bad. Even other media who were there on the Zoom listening to it have now said to me, you know, we were thinking, why you didn't just handle this case yourself? And I was like, oh, man. You know, sometimes you hire a lawyer because you think they're the professionals. Like, I'm just moonlighting as a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer. And man, it was so bad. 
but I've got to get the transcripts. I'm having a bit of an issue with the court giving me the transcripts and I don't know what their hesitation is because the transcripts, I wouldn't have to say much to the court of appeal. I'd be like, your honors, just read the transcript. The amount of times the judge had to correct him and ask him if he even knew the law, if he knew how to submit evidence, this would be an open and shut appeal, like winnable. This guy was horrible. And, you know, the other day I made contact with him because I wanted some information in terms of how much experience he actually had before taking my case. And he refuses to, he's like, are you making an allegation against me? And I'm like, if I were making an allegation, I would have said so in my email, but I'm just trying to ascertain how many grand court cases you did by yourself before you decided to take this one on, which had very broad constitutional, you know, this was actually a very, very technical case. And he has refused to provide me with information. Some people should not be lawyers. And the, apparently there's no one really monitoring the legal fraternity from that perspective. So they get to practice on you, honey child. And they mess up your cases and make you lose. And some of y'all be ending up in jail because of it. Right? Thank God at the end, I decided to take charge of my own case. And then I handled the sentencing hearing. Because had I not handled the sentencing hearing, I probably would have been sitting in jail. Because remember little Miss Darlene Oku, who has now left the jurisdiction, was over there hell-bent and arguing that I should be going to jail for exposing sexual predators because that was harassment. And the truth never really mattered. I mean, that case today still has my brain spinning. And um, she even tried to br bring up another case um, that was uh, that was settled, claiming that it was far worse than it was. And you see, my lawyer would have just sat there, my former lawyer, and did nothing and said nothing, and the judge would have believed it. And I jumped up and I said, Your Honor, this is absolutely incorrect. I demand that she gets the actual agreement that was signed by the DPP's office. So we took a break, and she had to go get the agreement and put it before the judge. And he was like, counsel, this is nothing like what you were saying. Yeah. some of these lawyers are not only incompetent, but some of them are vindictive and some of them are straight up liars. And if they say something like Darlene was saying that was not even true, nobody reprimanded her. Nobody did anything. Oh my gosh, you guys have no idea how the system works. And sometimes you unfortunately get experience like myself, case after case after case, and they're all eye openers. But today ain't about me, honey chill. This time I'm in good hands and I feel confident that um, this will be taken care of and the right decision will actually um, be rendered this time. All right, Ms. Vernita, good morning. Luis, buenos dias. Chloe's in the house. Good morning to Chloe. How are you? Ms. Corrine joining us from the beautiful district of West Bay. We've got Stephen joining us from the United Kingdom. Alba says, buenos dias, Sandy. Como estas? Happy Friday. What's Friday in Spanish? Domingo, lunes, martes, miércoles. Jueves. Uh, what comes after? Jueves. Oh gosh, what's Friday again? Jueves. Oh my goodness, Domingo, Lunes, Martes, Miracles. Jueves. Jueves is Friday, right? Feliz. Uh, Jueves, is that how you'd say it? No. Jueves, Feliz. Because you always reverse descriptive words in Spanish, I think. Alice, good morning. Viernes. Viernes is, is Friday? Oh my God, I need to brush up on my Spanish. Um, Domingo, Sunday, Domingo. Oh my goodness, I've totally forgotten the days of the week in Spanish. 
Hold on now. Uh, we had an FC. Okay, so we have um, Spanish. Hold on now. I feel like I, okay. Domingo. Jueves is Thursday. Uh, oh, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, honey child, I need to start practicing. Lunes, martes, miracles. Jueves. Jueves is Thursday. Viernes is Friday. Sabado. Sabado is what I was forgetting, like the easiest one. Hmm. All right. Thank you guys so much. Oh, Lunes, martes. Uh, says Vanessa. Miracles. Jueves, viernes is how you'd say it. Feliz viernes. All right. Well, happy Friday. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. All my Spanish people are like, ooh, Sandy, you getting rusty, honey, chill. Um, we have Johan in class. He's checking in. Johan, are you going to be a good boy today? Robert and Alice. Miss Wee Wee's here. Susie having a good laugh. Oh, geez, I'm peace. Here, Johan again. He says, I must be kind, fair, reasonable, and just to all. <laughs> she said, he says, dear God, please help Auntie Sandy. Be kind, fair, reasonable, and just. We will do all of those things and then some. Johan, let's start with um, the first person on our list today because, oh, Jesus. Mm -mm -mm. Thank you, First Lady. Court's going to be just fine. It's just a mention. So I was mentioning it to my husband. He's all confused. He's like, I don't understand. Why do you go to court just to set another day to go to court? And I was like, um... Because that's how court works. And he's like, why? <laughs> he's like, that sounds like a waste of time. I said, yes, honey child. I'm, I'm well aware of how the court system now works. And most of the time you spend um, just mentions where you show up and they might decide on one or two little things. And then it's like, okay, come back in two weeks or whatever. So my lawyer is actually really, really busy. And um, she has no availability for court date if this goes to trial until the end of the year or next year. Can you believe it? So this is going to be lingering, um, but we're, I think the uh, situation here is that it's going to hopefully um, get thrown out. Uh, ay, ay, ay. All right. So listen, yesterday, um, you guys know in the morning, we had a fantastic show, by the way. If you missed it for some reason, please go back. Hit the rewind button. And Miss um, <laughs> Ethel says court is going to be a hot mess today. By the way, you know who else is in court today? McKeeva Bush. <laughs> so I get to finally see him because I haven't seen him since he even walked around with his little walker. Um, I, I feel like I should tap him in the knee just to make sure he can still walk because I don't think nothing wrong with McKeeva's legs. Mm-hmm. Anywho, he's in court today as well. So I'll up update you guys on what's going on with his case. Um, we might be in the same courtroom. I don't even know. I'll have to find out. But that ought to, that ought to be all sorts of funny. Ay, ay, ay. Lord Jesus. All right. So, um, you know, yesterday morning we tried to call the um, persons, Ms. Sedoni, Mr. Murray, and so on that make up this so-called um, executive for the athletic association. Uh, they hung up on us. They, um,
they, they hung up on us. They refused to answer. Uh, we've not been able to reach the minister. And for the record, you know, I have been trying to contact the minister and he just ain't answering his phone. And so um, um, I don't know what to tell you all about that. Um, so, you know, it's, um, we, we, we comprehend that he has no direct control over this situation. However, he has, um, I think, an obligation to really answer on behalf of the people, why is it that we're funding this organization when they appear to be um, quite a hot mess? And there's a lot of questions, quite frankly, that need to be answered. And so I'm, I am surprised that the ministry has made no statement whatsoever. They've said nothing. And, you know, it's got, I mean, inquiring minds want to know. And some of you are even saying that the premier needs to make a statement. And so I am also trying to get a hold of him to see, you know, what he has to say in the matter. Now, I know he doesn't like to step on other people's toes. So if he feels like this is something that is a responsibility of um, Minister uh, Bernie Bush, he will try to leave it for Bernie Bush to handle his business. But if Bernie Bush isn't handling his business, the premier then, it falls on the premier, does it not? The people need to hear something. Now, it seems to me that um, I don't know Dalroy. And I always, I always want to preface my comments because, you know, someone even said to me last night that apparently one of the other, um, what's his name, Osbert Francis, like, you know, practically is my neighbor. And I was like, he is? I don't know these people. <laughs> I mean, I know it kind of sounds bad in a way, but I really don't. And so... Um, I don't know who he is. I don't know who his mama is. I don't know nothing about nobody. Part of the reason why I'm a little bit oblivious to people is that I did not actually go to school here. And when you understand how people in Cayman operate, right, you know people because of your year group. So, for example, I'm always really quite surprised when um, I see people, there was just somebody the other day who celebrated their 50th birthday this year. And I'm like, oh my gosh, all these people are 50? So yeah. had I actually, you know, gone to school in Cayman and, and grew up in those formative years, I left when I was like in the fourth grade. So I don't really remember anybody. I remember this one guy named, because um, I had a crush on him in the fourth grade, imagine. His name was, uh, oh gosh, Dominique or something like that. And to this day, I don't even know who he is. I don't know, is he still around as an adult? I have no clue. But I think his name was Dominique. And he was really, really cute, jet black hair. And all the girls in school in kindergarten, not kindergarten, but like primary school, had a little crush on Dominique because he was really, really cute. Does anybody know who Dominique is? <laughs> no clue. But, you know, I would have had, I think, the ability to um, really make these sorts of connections with people. And that just never happened for me because, you know, I left. I left Cayman, so I have no clue. Um, who these individuals are. So I, I've i missed out on a lot of the connections, like, oh, your family to this one. And in some ways, though, I must admit that that is actually a good thing. Because when I 
meet someone, I meet them with a clean slate. I'm not judging them based on who your who your mama is and who your dad is. Oh, your mama is a crackhead. So therefore, human nature, I'm going to start judging you and blah, blah, blah. I don't, ha- I, we ain't got a problem with me, honey, child, because I don't know who the hell you are. <laughs> so I meet you as you are. And the energy that you put out, right, is the same energy that from my perspective, um, you will receive. It's as simple as that. So I'm, I'm good with people um, not knowing necessarily who people are. So it also means that there is no personal vendettas here, folks. It, it really doesn't matter to me, right? One standard for all. Mm-hmm. I know for some people that's a new concept and then not everybody gets it yet, but one standard for all. When you're in the public, you serve on boards, committees, organizations. I don't care if you're in a voluntary position. You have a constitution that governs your behavior, which, by the way, I have the CIAA constitution this morning. And, um, you know, these things are critical because even volunteers, and I think all of you need to understand this, even volunteers have an obligation to ensure that they are doing their job in accordance with their constitution. And if you're one of those people who don't like to read constitutions, you don't understand what's going on, you're just a follower, you're a yes man or woman, then your best bet is to go and and get involved in an organization that is non-controversial, like the Gardening Club. Can I tell you the Gardening Club is a beautiful organization? Lots of ladies and one or two men are members of the Gardening Club. And, you know, they will teach you how to do stuff with your orchids and how to plant this and plant that. Oh, your life will be ever so simple. No controversy around plants, honey child. There's very little you can do to upset a plant. That's what you do. You become a member of the gardening club. You don't sit on executives of things like the athletic association. You don't sit on executives or committees like Miss Cayman, where when things go sideways, you don't even know how to handle your business because that's a problem. It strikes me that these people have no training in public relations. They have no training in, um, you know, crisis management. Like they just don't. And you know what else? They have no training in telling the truth, which is really, really, really sad. So we saw yesterday morning, Miss Pauline Davis Thompson from the Bahamas come in the program. What a phenomenal woman. Oh my gosh. You know, we're going to try to organize for real, getting her here in the Cayman Islands, because not only do we need to have a book signing event with her, we also need her to go out and talk to some of our young people. Because obviously, like so many of us, you know, she came from the ghettos and she was able to rise to the top of the athletic field. And yet she remains humble. She remains honest from what I've seen thus far, willing to call a spade a spade, right? And the problem I find with the, the individuals, and again, I don't know them, and I can't really say anything about Mr. Francis because I don't really know anything about him at all, except that he's caught up in this mess and he was part of the, the trio that were in the Bahamas that made this decision. All of them have to take accountability. Even if the original mm-hmm. suggestion 
was that of Sidoni Mothersill. And they followed her and allowed her to have uh, poor Lacey Barnes embarrassed in the way in which she was. That's a problem. You can't be the first vice president and you can't be the vice president. I'm going to talk about Mr. Murray this morning and what he's now trying to do. Like, oh, I'm saying something in my personal capacity about this, not as I'm like, huh? You need you need a little bit of help, sir. Caller, good morning and welcome to the program. Morning. Um, just a question for the legal eagles in your audience. Mm -hmm. Can government fund an organization that does things contrary to administrative law? Uh, I would think not. So what does that mean for the actions of the committee in relation to abuse of authority? Mm -hmm. Like I said, I do believe, despite what people are saying about government's remit here, I do believe that government has an obligation to say something and to do something. I hope they don't take as long as they did with the Lane and West Bay. <laughs> or even the Miss Cayman fiasco. I mean, that took long enough. Yes. So I'll leave it there for right Thank you, caller. All right. So what I do know about the committee members, I don't even know what Mr. Francis does for a living, but I do know that Delroy Murray is an actual attorney at law. Yes. I've actually seen him, I think like once or twice. I don't know that he does a whole lot of litigation because I haven't really seen him a lot, but I do know that he's an attorney. So here's the thing. What happened yesterday, apparently in the space of 24 hours, is that Mr. Delroy decided to revoke or repeal the statement that went out that served as an apology. Um, oh, let me put up my ghost peppers. Look at that. Mm. The statement that went out as an apology to, um, which, like we said, was a half apology. Y'all fill in the blank. That wasn't no real apology to begin with. But I guess it kind of made some people feel like, oh, maybe maybe there's some little admittance there of we didn't do it right, but, and there was that big but, but, oh, Lacey still, you know, I was like, oh, my God. See, what is wrong with y'all? So then I people started sending me, I don't have him on Facebook, but apparently he went and posted something on social media, and people started sending it to me, and I was like, huh? I was so confused when I saw it. I'm going to show it to you guys that I turned around and um, made a phone call because I was like, what, what is, what's he talking about? I don't understand. I, my, my, my brain is fogged up and confused. So this is what he sent out. Hold on a second now. Y'all tell me, am I wrong for being confused? He sent this. I hereby disassociate lawyers. Ugh, they could learn how to write too. He says, um, resignation. I hereby disassociate myself from the press release of today's date as it contains a number of inaccuracies. I have heard the calls for my resignation, but I am made of stronger stuff. <laughs> my mother raised no wimp. I will not yield to the clamor of a misinformed public. I will finish my term in office as long as that is the wish of the majority of the CIAA membership. We need to get that membership list, by the way. 
I wish absolutely nothing but the best for our young athletes and for the association and express the honor I feel for leading the body since November of 2021 hmm. and hope to complete the mission the executive endorsed in November 2021. Have we made mistakes? Yes, we have, but, and he put but in capital letters on the jail. I dare anyone to honestly say that the sports, the sports of track and field have been in better hands in the past decade. Yours truly, H. Delroy Murray, signed electronically. Well, Mr. Murray, I got a bone to pick with you now this morning. I couldn't say much about you because like I said, all I know is that you're an attorney at law, but now I have some questions for you, good sir. Because I am confused about what it is that you are saying. First of all, you are the president of this association. How is it that a press release of today's date, which actually was dated the day before, but we won't get into any semantics with you this morning, sir, but semantics do matter. You can't even get that right, talking about you've made mistakes. It was dated the 12th. This message yesterday was on the 13th. Today, now, sir, is the 14th of the month. Keep up. Y'all paying attention? What are you talking about? How do you, as the president, allow a press release to go out from your organization? And then within 24 hours, you have to put up a statement talking about you have disassociating you. I have, I hereby disassociate myself because it contains a number of inaccuracies. So who signed off on it, sir? You are the president. You're ultimately responsible. You see what I'm telling you all about this organization? The tail, which is Sedoni Mothersill, is the one wagging the dog. It is not the dog wagging the tail. This is proof positive of the dysfunctionality that is the athletic association. How in God's good name, yeah? Could you ever in a million years allow a press release to go out? This thing already had blown up, Mr. Delroy. With all due respect, it makes no sense that you would have signed off on a press release. And by the way, we now have them all. They were never sent to us, but that's okay. Y'all know we have resources around here. How is it possible that this press release could go out from the association, and now you're going to sit back talking foolishness about it has inaccuracies? Are you kidding me? I, 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 I'm confused. Um, I don't understand this. So he sent the, um, to be very, very clear, the email comes from the assistant general secretary at athletics.org.ky. The email was sent. Please see attached letter for immediate release, right? It was sent to Dion, D, Dion Ogaro Anglin. That's at Radio Cayman. It was sent to Alric Lindsay. It was sent to Caymanian Times. It was sent to some S. Russell at Compass Media. I don't know who that is. So he sent it to Compass, Caymanian Times, Loop, and Radio Cayman. Like I said, we never got it. We now have it. Copied in on it is Sedoni Mothersill. 
Delroy Murray, the same man who's now disassociating himself, and Osbert Francis. All their email addresses are here. So I'm like, what? Uh, I'm confused. Not only am I confused, but then Mr. Dalroy turned around and sent a separate email. So the, the part that you just see on the screen now where it says, I hereby disassociate myself, that is the end of a much lengthier um, letter that he sent, which he claims is now in his personal capacity. Y'all are confused as hell, Mr. Dalroy, right? Let me show you what he has done. So now he is like, Oh, in my uh, personal capacity, I'm going to send out a five-page letter addressing this situation. What? Sir, forgive me for saying this ain't got nothing to do with you and your personal capacity. It seems to me that this organization is so confused, okay? that they cannot even send out a proper letter, proper correspondence as a group. Mr. Delroy, why would it be necessary for you to send out this long explanatory email, five pages, which you say, I'm going to bring this one up on screen, is for immediate release Right now, this is a press statement here from Delroy. But notice how at the top it has H. Delroy Murray, his personal contact details, his personal PO box, and whatever. And he says, "Please excuse the length of this letter, but I could not condense it any better. And I trust that you will publish and broadcast it in its entirety." So you're writing a private press release, let, let, let me understand this now. Um, I think I might do a share screen so you guys can see it a little bit bigger. So you're now writing a private press release about a matter that is in the public domain because of your association. Um, sir, I really am confused. Yeah, let me let me just close out some of this other stuff. This is his letter. I don't understand this. How does this work exactly? You're in this hot water. You're in this situation because of the association. Does the association not have a position that they can stick with? So the original statement, which served as some kind of an apology, was then retracted by him, right? He sets out the history, what he claims is the history, accreditation issues, uh, aftermath, achievements, conclusion. By the way, he calls Lacey in this letter a liar. And I find that, especially coming from an attorney at law, to be shocking and reckless at best. Her family needs to now hire an attorney at law 
pay attention, Barnes family, and sue Mr. Dalroy Murray. He has tarnished your reputation further. He has sent this out to most media in the Cayman Islands, asking them to publish it in full. And says that Ms. Barnes not only um, the remarks of Ms. Barnes are not only baseless and without foundation, and in, and in some cases to be outright lies. Wow. When you call someone a liar who is a public figure, who actually has a reputation that they care to preserve, and if that is not the case, you have lowered them in the eyes of the general public and you need to be sued forthwith. Get yourselves a lawyer, Barnes family, and serve Mr. Delroy with that um, summons or writ or whatever it is for defamation today. Sue him for calling Lacey a liar. Because by all accounts, despite what Delroy is saying in here and wants us to believe, it seems like the issue is with him, Sodoni, and by extension, Mr. Osbert Francis. They said in their original correspondence that, let me see if I can pull that one up. Hold on now. That these um, guards were not armed. Really? <laughs> because it appears to me, from all accounts, that that is not the case. I think it's somewhere in here he actually says it. Oh, yes. Um. I observed at point 26 that sometime after this, two unarmed police inspectors were seen traveling in the direction of Miss Barnes. However, I'm unable to say if they were, if they actually accosted or even approached Miss Barnes as my attention was drawn to the activity on the track. Well, that's convenient, isn't it, uh, Mr. Dalroy? You saw enough up to a certain point, but all of a sudden, then your attention was diverted to what was going on on the track? Really? We're to believe that? <laughs> well, you talking about your mama didn't, didn't hire, didn't raise a wimp. But I can tell you what she raised. She raised someone who can't do the right thing at your senior age in life. And I don't know nothing about your mama, so don't take me wrong. But I'm telling you straight up, this isn't about being a wimp, Mr. Um, Delroy. This is about simply doing the right thing at the right moment in time. It's not about your ego. It's not about whether people think you're a wimp or not. You have got to do right. Yeah. And if people think you're a wimp for doing right, who cares? This isn't about you. But I noticed how you made it about you. Mm. Mm -hmm. Honestly, so you expect us to believe that Lacey is going to lie about an incident that happened in front of an entire stadium of people. She's going to make up that not only were these guards, these um, officers armed, but that they actually were walking towards them with their hands on the weapon. You think that she's going to make all those intricate details up? And you're the man who claims that you weren't even really paying attention. That you kind of saw two people walking towards her, but you can't even say. Uh, 
And then you claim that she was walking hand in hand with the president of the BAAA. Well, let me ask you a question. Since you were paying attention enough to dis discredit her, did you see when Lacey was crying and upset by this hillhole ordeal or you were able to conveniently forget that as well or not see that? Blind in one eye in 2020 in the next? Mr. Dalroy, you saw what you wanted to see, quite frankly, is what I believe. And what you wanted to see might not have accurately reflected the facts of the situation. There was a reason why she's probably hand in hand with the president of this association because she was scared to death. And she just had a breakdown and started crying when she saw armed guards coming towards her and telling her must come with them. She explained all of that if you took the time to actually listen to her. Sir, I expected better of you. This letter is unbelievable. Then you're talking about at point 28, a few minutes later, the president of the B, and by the way, Mr. Delroy, please get yourself. Now, I don't like to correct people too much on, um, on their writing because when I'm writing fast and stuff, I can make my fair share of mistakes. But introduce yourself to something called Grammarly, please. The number of mistakes in this letter, everybody was commenting about that. They're like, he's a lawyer? Yes. Anywho, you needed to proofread it. Have somebody proofread it for you. I'm not sure why you capitalized minutes, but anyway. A few minutes later, the president of the BAA, is it the BAAA or the BAA? Anyway, approached me, and you forgot the E, and informed me that he had removed the accreditation passes of both Mr. Riley and Mrs. Barnes, but wondered if there was any objection to them remaining within the confines of the stadium. I mean, I can't even believe that you guys would be asking that. Who are you to object to them even remaining in the stadium? And y'all heard what Miss Pauline said yesterday. They said, no, give these young people passes and allow them to stay. You see, that right there, in my honest opinion, is proof positive. Why would they approach Mr. Delroy and ask if he had any objections about them staying in the stadium? Right? That is proof positive that Mr. Delroy and his goonies, a.k.a. Sedoni Mothersill and Osbert Francis, were all part of this. They're all equally responsible. Seriously. And he still remains confused about this whole accreditation situation. How is it that the likes of Kareem Street Thompson and others from the United States of America could be there, but Lacey couldn't be there? And helping Cayman athletes. And by the way, for the record, I understand that Lacey's husband, forgive me, but I can't remember his name now. I understand that her husband was the one who was coaching the young man who won the 100 meters. He was one who was assisting with him. These are details that should not be lost on you all. My God. This person said, thanks for dissecting this letter. I was lost at page two. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Mm, mm, mm. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just like Lacey said at point three, Ms. Barnes was advised that the requested accreditation was not possible based on her team's size and that it was not possible for her to present medals. Okay. They said she'd asked to be a medal presenter. 
She thanked us for the information. She said it again. Another request was made. So up until that point, um, it says a, a possibility of her obtaining a media pass. Mm, okay. Um, there's a there's some crossing over here of what seems to be factual because she said she went back to them and she went to them on two occasions to see if they'd be able to assist with the athletes. I don't know about her requesting a media pass, but anyway. Yeah. So this is just, listen, I have connections with people. I know people. And these people have been calling me off the hook. They have helped to organize Carifta games here in the Cayman Islands. They've attended numerous ones overseas. And they said, Sandy, this committee is being completely dishonest. Here's how it works. The sponsoring or the hosting company, the country, my apologies, right? The hosting company picks up the tab for a portion of the hotel fees for all of the visiting teams. So let's say, for example, they secure the hotel of choice as the Marriott. I think last time they were here, they were at the Westin when we hosted it a couple of years back, right? So they're at the Westin and say the Westin, you know, big group comes in, comes in, they always give you a group deal. The Westin says, okay, each room is going to be $500 um, per night. The hosting country picks up a portion of that tab. So they cap it for the visiting countries, the visiting teams at $200 US per night. The difference the hosting company picks up. That is why there is a limit on how many coaches and how many people, representatives, et cetera, can be in attendance. That's it. Because the hosting company, country, is not going to pick up the tab for all sorts of randoms to just be attending. This was not an issue in this situation. Lacey has said they had their accommodations sorted. They paid their own tickets. They paid their own way. They had their own transportation. They were not going to be a burden on the organizers of Carifta or on the Cayman delegates. So what then is the issue? How is she any different from all the scouts that I understand were also there in the exact same area, all the additional coaches that would have been there helping people out, Americans, Caymanians, others. We still consider Kareem as a Caymanian, although I'm sure he has American papers by now. How is that any different? Why was she singled out to be removed and nobody else was? Mr. Delroy, you have to come clean because I don't know who your mama is, but I'm pretty sure, I'm not concerned about her raising a wimp. I'm pretty sure she raised you to be an honest person. Because this was back in the day when most people had some scruples about it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she taught you to tell the truth above all else, even when it means you might have egg on your own face. Come on now. You're a big man. How old is Delroy? He got to be at least in his 50s. I mean, maybe even 60s. I don't know. But you know what I'm saying? I'm just very, very disappointed that you essentially retracted. You already had a half apology 
And then you turn around and you retract it with this. Oh, man, come on. It's funny how you can see so much at point 19. Mr. Williams emerged shortly thereafter and was observed speaking to Mr. Riley. I mean, you seem to have been paying enough attention until it really mattered. Things like, oh, these guys were armed. Oh, no, 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 no. They weren't armed. You couldn't see that. Well, here's the thing about it. I'm pretty sure that there has got to be somebody in that stadium who recorded this and who saw what happened outside of Lacey. Can we have anybody else please step forward? Who is the president of the BAAA? Who is that person? Because obviously they were there. Can we get a phone number or contact number for them? Because we need to call and inquire about whether or not these guys were armed. Because according to Delroy, they were not. I do not believe you, Delroy. I hate to tell you. Yeah. You got to come better than this, my friend. You're going to distance yourself from this now? Oh, I'm going to disassociate myself? You don't get to disassociate yourself from the organization and their press release when you are the president of said organization? What are you talking about? You know, or good organizations like CUC sponsored these athletes, by the way. Thank you, CUC to be able to go to this event. And I'm sure CUC is now starting to ask some questions about the um, leadership of the Athletic Association. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Morning, Sandy. I wasn't um, at Carista. But I I lived in the Bahamas for three years. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you when those soldiers are out, their mm -hmm. hand is always on their weapon. And like Miss Pauline said yesterday, that is how the soldiers in the Bahamas are trained. So if they were there, they were armed. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about the fact that the Bahamian soldiers would have been armed. They're always armed. They're not like the police in the Cayman Islands that do not have guns or in the Bahama, um, in the UK that don't carry guns. Mm -hmm. The Bahamian uh, military and the police are always armed. Mm -hmm. So there's no question about that. Anybody who's ever been to the Bahamas and seen them knows that. Mm. So he don't have to say that he don't know if they were armed or not. That is a must. That is policy for mm -hmm. the Bahamas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's common knowledge. Mm -mm. Unbelievable. Anyway, I'll leave it there. Thank you. Thank Sandy. you so much. You're welcome, dear. Ah, oh, boy. I, I am just absolutely, um, you know, dumbfounded, folks, by this whole situation. You issue an apology and then you retract the apology saying that it had a bunch of inaccuracies. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Sandra. How are you? Not bad, dear. How are you? Uh, right there, man. Good morning. But listen here. Mm -hmm. That lady that just spoke a while ago, she's mm -hmm. 100% now. Sorry, sorry, say that again? That lady that just spoke a while ago, uh -huh. she's 100% correct. Yes, okay. But those guys are fully armed. Mm -hmm. as, a, as a 
Jamaican, Bahamian, Jamaican, born Bahamas. I can tell you that mm-hmm. those guys they don't want they don't spin deep. Mm-hmm. They were officials that there. Mm-hmm. So anything to be called out of them to be placed at, they were those guys. Uh, mm-hmm. That's why they got the U.S. ambassador and they got ambassadors that come down and stuff. they are. Uh, they're always on. And on what they're right coming community. Mm-hmm. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning, sir. Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what Delroy is saying either. Um, but you know, like I said, the, his very last um, set of paragraphs here, you know, has me so incredibly confused. My mother raised no wimp. Well, that might be the case, Delroy. But the question isn't whether or not you're a wimp. The question is whether or not you're a person that can actually do the right thing when it's called for. Whether you are an honest man, right? Trying to tear down um, Lacey. How old is Lacey, by the way? Um, in her early 20s, I'm assuming, maybe mid-20s by now. Trying to tear down this young lady because uh, you have to save face and save your ego, to me, is um, a problem. I don't see the reason why Lacey would blow this out of proportion and why she would feel such a way about this if what she has said was not true. Somebody just said it doesn't even matter if they were armed or not. The entire thing should have never happened. You know, sometimes we have to learn to humble ourselves. And this can be a difficult thing. When you have an ego and narcissistic tendencies that we see in a lot of people who want to step forward for leadership positions. I get it to some extent. Right. Some of y'all think you're somebody. Uh, this country has put you on a pedestal. You want a medal because somebody, some doping um, thing, you didn't even, you, I mean, I'm not trying to take away from you, but technically you didn't win the first place. You won because other people are doping. So, you know, you kind of got it by default. Others of you are lawyers in the community. Right. So, you know, we always want to put lawyers on a pedestal. And so you walk around thinking that you can't do any wrong. Are you sure? Because even your own conscience must have been biting you when you say um, that you've made mistakes, but what are you saying but for? Yes, you ask the question. Have we made mistakes? Question mark. Yes, we have, but, and you put but in caps. Sir, why are, you, why, why are you doing that? See where see that last sentence there? Yes, we've made mistakes, but you don't need to say no but. You could have, your handling of this situation has been poor and it continues to be poor. Why don't you just give the young lady a sincere apology? At this point, you need to apologize to the entire Cayman Islands. But the apology is to her. Lacey's only 23 years old. And Dalroy has got to at least be in his 50s, if not older. I mean, come on. This makes no sense. As Ms. Pauline said yesterday, we have been disgraced on an international level. You can imagine she apologized. Miss Pauline, who has nothing to do, she's not 
involved in what happened in terms of any wrongdoing at all. She got on our national radio yesterday, folks, and issued an apology to the people of the Cayman Islands. She said, this is a disgrace. And our own CIA or Athletic Association, whatever they're calling themselves now, remain incapable of doing the right thing. I'm, I am shocked at the whole situation. I cannot believe, right? That someone else could issue an apology and say, who does this? This is unheard of at any Carifta game in the history of Carifta. And y'all know Carifta, this is like, isn't this the 50th anniversary of Carifta? Tracy said it made news in New Zealand. This is an embarrassment, not just to Lacey personally, but to all of us here in the Cayman Islands. We should all be insulted, and we are. For the record, Delroy, you're talking about your defiance. And he mentioned something about, oh, now politicians trying to get involved, people trying to make this political. Sir, politicians are entitled to their opinions. And what they have done is they have said that they stand with Lacey. At least three of them have said that they stand with Lacey and they are likewise disgusted by how this played out. You should pay attention. We all have the ability to get it wrong. And when we do, right? The thing to do is just say, I'm sorry. I screwed up. I I got it wrong. Okay? Please accept my sincere apology. No excuses necessary. No buts necessary. That's it. Instead, they have continued to add onto this bad situation and made it worse and worse. Listen to what Miss Pauline said yesterday. Pay very, very close attention to this because this is important. She asked the question. Thank you, live. I'm just seeing this. And I was saying the same thing. Somebody has to have caught this on camera. Can anyone please, if you did catch it on camera, share it with us? Anthony, I'm going to come to where is Sedoni here in a second because I do want to talk about that. Um, Go back to the show from, what's today, Friday, from Wednesday. And you will see what her involvement was in all of this. Everybody believes that this is Sedoni and um, a bit of a personal vendetta that she has because of her husband. We're going to get to that. Listen to this. Two young coaches pay their way to come to the Bahamas to coach Caymanian athletes. And all they need for me to do as an official to say, yes, they are coaches Mm -hmm. and they are coaches. Mm -hmm. That is what I did. 
The Bahamas had every, there were so many American coaches here. Mm-hmm. They were all over the place that were given credentials. It was mm-hmm. an open system. Mm-hmm. Anyone who was a coach could, could, have, could have registered on the computer before they got here. And once they got here, they just need verification that they are coaches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what, when, when, my, when President Archer told me what happened, tears came to my eyes because I'm like, what? Who washed their dirty laundry in other people's backyard? Mm, 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 mm. How dare the Caymanian Federation did this to these young athletes mm. and, 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 and coaches? Mm. Yeah, yeah, you heard that? Who washes their dirty laundry in somebody else's backyard? Well, apparently the Cayman Islands Athletic Association does that. Apparently, you know what this really is about as well, because they said no to her. They think that Lacey now be a good little girl, pat her in the back, be a good little girl. We told you no, not once, but twice. Go sit in your little corner. You shouldn't be able to go. But Lacey has a mind of her own. The young lady is smart. She just finished not her ma- not only her master's de- her bachelor's degree. She has her master's. Now she's in law school. This is a young lady who is not going to allow other people to push her around. And if you say no, she's actually going to go and read the constitution. She's going to ask other people whether or not this no is even valid. And because she did not accept their no and found that there was a valid way for her to still be there just like everybody else, as Miss Pauline said, all these other coaches and all these other people were there. So what was so different about Lacey? Mr. Delroy, y'all need to come clean now. You need to come clean. Why Lacey? Why was Lacey and her husband singled out? Nobody else had armed guards approaching them. What threat was Lacey? Even if you believed as you claim that you might have gotten in trouble, which means y'all don't understand the system. I don't know, you claim you've been the president from 2021, right? Nobody explained to you how CARIFTA works and what the quota is for. And you're supposed to be a lawyer. I'm assuming as a lawyer, you're reading all the documentation. So your so-called explanation and excuses about you were concerned about the accreditation, about getting in trouble. How could that be possible? If you had read or even asked people about how the process works, they provide a packet to all of the visiting countries. So even if this is your first Karifta, which I doubt it, you would have been in a position to read and educate yourself. So you're trying to tell me none of that was done. And then you allow your association to send out a statement that you yourself then turn around and talk about you're going to disassociate yourself with. You know what you need to do this morning, Mr. Dalroy, with all seriousness and with all due respect? Disassociate yourself with the entire Cayman Islands Athletic Association. That's what you could do us a favor and disassociate yourself and step down. 
That's what you need to disassociate yourself from, not from the press release. That alone shows a level of dysfunctionality in your organization. You're talking about it has, um, what did he say? It has a number of um, inaccuracies. It contains a number of inaccuracies, really? Eh, stick a pin. Your organization involved in something that has a number of inaccuracies and now you want us to believe something else that y'all are saying? Come now. No, 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 no. I don't know what you're talking about, sir. But you're sounding very unprofessional. Miss Dean said, now I'm convinced Lacey's mama never raised a wimp. <laughs> I mean, for him to even focus on that, about his mama and I raised no wimp and I'm made of stronger stuff. The testament and the test of you, sir, uh, isn't your strength. It is your ability to humble yourself. That's how you know how strong a person is. When someone can humble themselves and say, I'm sorry. That's the real measure of a man. Not you standing up against a 24-year-old girl, telling me you're going to be stronger than her, and you're going to be stronger than 99% of the people that came to islands who are asking for you to step down. Your defiance is unbelievable. Boy, I tell you. But wait for it, because there's more to come. Tiffany says his apology letter is an inaccuracy. You can imagine. Mr. Owen, good morning. Says anyone who's observed Delroy over the years knows that he likes to be the star of the show. Well, he's going to get his Tiffany Conley moment here now. Put, put the crown on his head. Mm -mm. Live says too many Caymanians have been accepting no over the years, not only in sports. You can believe that. Tracy said, lucky you didn't hire him as your lawyer. <laughs> like I said, I don't ever see this dude in court, so I don't even know him like that. I don't see him winning no cases for nobody, so I don't know. Maybe he's one of those lawyers that sits behind his desk and just writes letters like this with all kind of inaccuracies that he then sends out and then has to retract. I mean, I'm just saying. Uh-uh. Uh, Cece says, um, looking like he's on his last leg of life before he seeks God and stop trying to take a young take on young body lacy. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Now I want to talk about, um, I want to talk here about uh, Sidoni because there's something else that has come to my attention that's critical about her. Johan says CIG can review financial support annually for any sporting association, but there are two very separate areas of responsibility. Um, he goes on to say, Denny knows the answer to these questions, playing cute. <laughs> I think he's asking them for other people to think about it, Johan. FYI, CIG cannot share a view or get politically involved in matters being dealt with by the governing sport, sporting organizations that are governed by international sports bodies, FIFA, IOC, this isn't about our local politics. The governing body is a relevant international federation. And I agree with you. And we are going to now um, talk about how we can petition these governing bodies. Marvis says, good morning, everyone. 
I do not know the members of the association, how many of them would be willing to take down this very corrupt board. But what I do know is the people of Cayman who are willing to put together a petition with many signatures and organizing a protest to say to Minister Bush, dismantle this association now. I'm sure results will happen quickly. Again, thank you, Sandy Hill, for moving so quickly on this very embarrassing matter and exposing these individuals. Now, we, the people, unfortunately, got caught off, Morna. Ms. Morna says today is the day the old people used to say, not every day you go to the well, but the bottom of the bucket won't drop out one day. It's dropped it. It's dropped out. The only people who don't recognize or who are not willing to accept that it has dropped out is the association um, board themselves, which is which is unbelievable. They're so disconnected with what is happening here. Owen, good morning. Owen says it'd be interesting to hear how many Caymanian national athletes actually get support or feel supported by their national association. Ooh, Owen, you opening a whole other can of worms. They're happy to use the athletes to further their egos, but that's about it, honestly, or mostly. There uh, are many talented athletes that have fallen by the wayside due to lack of support, and it happened to Lamar Reed and plenty others. Well, I don't know who young Lamar Reed is, but I can tell you other athletes have contacted me um, several days now and said, thank you. Finally, a light is being shunned on this association, and most importantly, on Sedoni Mothersill. Because not just Lacey Barnes, but other athletes have felt that this association has done nothing for them. And in fact, has done the opposite, has purposely held them down. Can you believe that? That this same woman who's been in the organization long enough, Sedoni Mothersill is not supportive of young athletes. Are we the people not paying her in some capacity? Well, what kind of job does she have? That's coming from the budget of the Cayman Islands government. Alejandro says he hung up so fast yesterday to read the dictionary and glossary, um, everything to write that letter. <laughs> well, what he should have done is stayed on the radio and spoken to the people directly. Miss Dorleen, good morning. She says, this is, there's a saying, if the head of the river is dirty, the stream will also be contaminated. This is an unfortunate situation for Lacey and the Cayman Islands. And I just want to encourage Lacey to stay Cayman strong and connected. That's why we say everyone on that executive needs to resign. We don't have any faith. I mean, obviously there are other members that are very, very silent. We don't have any faith in any of them. They all need to go. Marshall says uh, they just thought that she was going to go and sit down in a corner, um, quiet, and it would have been the end of it all. But to their surprise, what they just opened um, was a can of worms exposed to dirt within the association. Shame. Ms. Moya says, and the CIAA, by the way, they have a new name, Cayman Association. Um, they don't even take into account the negative effects that children would experience watching their coach being forcibly removed for no reason how it could have impacted their overall performance. Very, very good point. I mean, Lacey might not have been the only one traumatized by this. She said her mother was in the stand. I'm sure her mommy was looking on like, what on earth is this? My God. Miss Marcia, good morning. Says, yes, so sad. All she did was stand up. One thing about Jamaicans, we always get along with sport um, for a country, although we do not, 
although we are not the best and what is going on there, I'm not quite sure I get that, but but we believe in our youth and chair for them. Came okay, I needs to pull it together. Um, yes, I mean, obviously, this is a sad indictment on everyone, the entire country. Mr. Delroy, this is not about who your mama raised and whether or not she raised a wimp. We don't care if you're a wimp. I mean, I don't know why you think that that's a bad thing. Sometimes being a wimp is a good thing. It might save your very life at times. What we need you to do is to just be a good person. Do the right thing. Stop trying to call this young lady a liar and tell about her her um, position is baseless because it doesn't seem like it's baseless to me. You have others from Bahamas and so on. Um, somebody saying his mother's those daughters, athletes. I don't know how old they are. I kind of don't think that they're that old, but I'm not really sure to be honest. This person says, I have to ask this. Delroy Murray, Murray is a man in his 60s. Oh, well, there you go. Who has practiced law for 35 plus years. Why is someone like him unwilling to admit that his board has treated Lacey wrong and apologize? Why would he want to hold on as the chairman of such a board? What is in it for him? Well, like I told y'all, he never had to pay that $15,000 fee. Uh, contrary to the MC Hammer song, Mr. Dalroy seems to seems to like big butts and still can lie. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Mm -mm. All right. I have um someone says Lacey's gonna be gonna make one hell of a lawyer. She's very smart. His mama raised the fool is what somebody else said. Not one of them has any shame. Um, okay, so I have here, oh, the president of the BAAA. Let's, sh shall we call him? Let's let's give him a call. What, what is his name, by the way? Um, oh, Dr Dramerico. Okay, shall we call Mr. Dramerico? And the this is the Bahamian Athletic Association. Is that what BAAA stands for? Let's see if he'll answer the phone. Hopefully he's not as rude as our people hanging up, phoning people. Are they in the same time zone as us? All right. He's not answering. We'll give him a minute. Maybe he's still trying to wake up, honey child. Sending him a quick message um, on WhatsApp. Okay. Would like to speak with you on our morning talk show today about what transpired. Uh -huh. We didn't get it from the horse's mouth. What transpired in the Bahamas removal of Mrs. 
Lacey Barnes Riley. Please let me know your availability for a quick on air. Make sure he knows he's going to be on air, honey, chill. Phone call this morning, uh, if possible. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. Let, let me see now. So, um, y'all, we, we got all kind of phone numbers and stuff. We still need to get some more. Um, we still need to get some more contact details. So to be very, very clear, Miss Pauline was part of the local organizing committee for the CRIFTA um, game in Barbados, right? So if we are to believe her, and it was so interesting, I don't know how many of y'all were listening right up until the end of yesterday's program, but um, people, some woman who's messaging me from Jamaica tried to discredit her by claiming, oh, she's in a relationship with, with, um, with uh, Lance Barnes. And the woman laughed. I, you know, told her what this message said. And she laughed. She's like, are you kidding me? She's like, I've not even been to the Cayman Islands. Like what on earth, you know? Um, and then they claimed that, oh no, it was a situation where they're meeting up in Jamaica. I mean, listen, when you have to go to those lengths to try to discredit this woman, and I'm sure everything that she has said, um, she can prove. I, I find it, you know, shocking that that is the narrative. Here's what else she had to say in case you missed some of it. Claim that it posed significant risk to the association and Cayman's athletes. <laughs> is mm. that a joke? I, I, is that a joke? Mm. You can speak to other Bahamian officials. They will tell you mm. that the Bahamas made provisions mm -hmm. for coaches to get passes. Mm -hmm. There were a ton of American coaches mm -hmm. here in the Bahamas during the Carifta Games. Mm. And they were walking around with the accreditation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And America is not a part of the Carifta Games. Mm -hmm. Okay? Hmm. Wow. They need to come clean. Mm -hmm. They really need to come clean. Mm. See, when you when when you're really some when you when you're an upstanding person, mm -hmm. you stand up mm -hmm. and you face the music, and you humbly apologize. Mm -hmm. Here's another clip. I got a phone call. I was at the main stadium. I got a phone call from the basketball stadium, which is where the accreditation was being given, and the official said to me that they have two coaches there from Cayman. Mm -hmm. And that they are in the computer system. But they just need for someone to verify that they're actual coaches. Can I come over and verify that they're coaches? I said, certainly. Mm -hmm. So I walked over to the basketball stadium. Mm -hmm. And I verified to the Bahamian official who gave me the credential that, yes, they are former athletes. And they are coaches of, of Caymanian athletes who are actually going to be competing mm -hmm. at these Carifta games. Mm -hmm. I said, just go ahead and give them their credentials. Mm -hmm. Now, understand, this is the Bahamas. Mm -hmm. And I level official in my country. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, she established, you know, how it happened. That it pulled. And, oh, sorry. She said that um, that they need to come clean. That's all that we're asking. 
We're, we're asking Mr. Dalroy, Sedoni, Mr. Osbert, just come clean. Why are you guys hunkering down when your position is beyond weak? Your mother raised you better than this. I'm pretty sure of that. And it's not about being a wimp. Al Ray says, um, Don Delroy isn't a wimp, but he not coming on CMR to answer no questions. Mm-hmm. Don't know what his definition of a wimp is. But anyway. Hmm. Sounds like he's a wimp to me. He hung up that phone like a real wimp yesterday, real quick. Mm -mm. Sometimes when you tell the lie, you got you gotta take your time and be able to think it out and to write it out. So here is one more bombshell for you. Um, I asked for the constitution of this organization. It is here on the screen for all of you to view. And I had some questions then about, you know, the residency requirement. Y'all know I done told you I'm a little detective in my part-time. I soon get my inspector badge from the RCIPS. Because I got questions about the constitution of this organization. First of all, any constitution, it's only 37 pages, that allows you to pad the membership as has been alleged, even Mr. Dalroy, he needs to answer why he was suing Sedoni and the association back in 2015, 2016. And why did you not pay the $15,000 that the court ordered you to pay? Somebody asking, what is he getting out of it? Well, he got presidency and the ability to uh, not pay $15,000. Everybody nice buddies now. My question is this. Is there a residency requirement for people who sit on the board? Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Sunday. How are you? Not Let me turn off. Hello? Yes, sir. Yeah, let me just turn on my computer. Okay. Um, one question. Have you gotten an answer, a call, a return call from Marnie Bush? No, no, sir. Still trying to find him. You've got to understand how politics work. If this is not election time, you're not going to get any calls from him, you know. Oh, gosh. Hmm. And, and if he, why don't he come on? And say what is going on. He's waiting till this this is all passed by, and then he comes on, and mm -hmm. he is responsible for for allowing these people to do what they're doing. Mm -hmm, I mean, this mm -hmm. is a total disgrace. You know mm -hmm. that how the internationally we look we look like a, a, a I don't know I prefer not to say. Mm -hmm. You know it, it is it is really sad, and this does not. Affect this doesn't just does not affect the the committee mm -hmm. or or the the lady the Lisa and her husband. Mm -hmm. This affects the children of this country. 
Absolutely. These children were representing the Cayman Islands, and how do you think that they feel? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is sad, mm-hmm. you know. And and it, 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 in my in my in my view, every one of them, the three that the top brass in this committee should mm-hmm. be fired immediately. Mm-hmm. Barney Bush needs to get the cojones that he don't have and say, listen. Enough is enough. We should, we should give all of this money to you all. Mm. It boils down in his lap. Because you think you think that these these three that is on this committee is going to change their views until somebody takes drastic measures. Mm-hmm. Like my father told me, he said, Dexter. And by the way, I'm Dexter Max, in case you're wondering who it is. Mm-hmm. My voice is not right here. Mm-hmm. If you do not take responsibility for your action and take ownership of it, you're lying to yourself. Who can you be an honest person to? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, it, it's a it's a shame mm-hmm. that we got to go through this. It's the same thing with with Miss Miss um, World or Miss Cayman or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the world people people must must look at us. As most ridiculous country in the world, because we allow stuff like this to go on, this should never went on. Yes, it went on, but it should not not continue the way it, it, it's continuing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you so much, sir. Okay, Sandy. <sighs> I mean, I can't I can't disagree with anything really um, that Mr. Dexter has said. Right. We we look ridiculous and it reflects poorly on all of us as a country. Seriously. My goodness. So I'm asking this morning about the um about the requirement of residency. And I'm gonna tell y'all why. I am asking this, okay? So Doni Mother Sill, I told y'all she's married to this guy, Atto Stevens, convicted, grooming children, underage girls. Uh, They allege that he did more than just the grooming part. To be clear, he was only convicted of the messages The other allegations were very, very serious. In fact, yesterday, um, a member of this community, Caymanian, contacted me and said, you know, we always felt like something was off with him because we would see him working on these girls and massaging them um, before they're running or jumping or whatever. And the way in which he was massaging them, getting a little bit too close to their privates was always concerning. And I said, what? And did you say anything? Hmm. Y'all can see plenty and your mind be wondering and you remain silent. Mm -hmm. So, such a shame. That's how predators are able to get away with it. So anyway, um, Sidoni Mother still has lived in the Cayman Islands. She's had a home right here in... um, Savannah Meadows. 
And I recently found out just yesterday, my sources have revealed, I'm waiting for the block and parcel number because this is a matter of public records. We can check the land registry. That apparently Sedoni sold her home. So she doesn't even, she's not ordinarily resident in the Cayman Islands any longer. I'm like, excuse moi. How is she on this association again? Sold her home and moved overseas with the pedophile husband? Why is she remaining on this association? Can somebody please get me the answer to that question? Because I would like to know. Is the constitution of this organization so slack that they are not even concerned with the residency and the eligibility of its members so somebody can be an overseas resident and still be on the executive committee? Why? Hmm. She is so hell-bent on getting on this World Athletics, what's it called? IAFF or whatever the heck it's called. Who's this calling me this morning? Good morning, caller. Oh, yes. For court? Oh, no, I don't have to be there till 1130, honey. Chill. I got plenty of time. <laughs> Somebody thought I had to be court at 930. No, no, no. Thank you for the call, though. I appreciate it. You guys are so sweet. No, honey, child, Grand Court, 1130 this morning. So we got plenty of time. They said, go ahead, blow it up. Yes, time is good. Sedoni <sighs> mm, mm, mm. doesn't really live in Cayman. She's here visiting. Please, Sedoni, do the right thing. Honestly, you need to step down. Somebody said, make it make sense. I have a question. Why was three executive members uh, went on the dime of the Cayman Islands, but we made no provisions for ex executive coaches, for ex-coaches? Like I said, this whole thing um, really comes down to, um, you know, them either lying, outright lying, or misunderstanding what the provisions are. So Doni has been uh, a part of this organization for quite some time. So I have to believe that she would well know what the stipulation is in terms of the numbers. So I don't believe any of them. I don't believe her. I don't believe Dalroy and his five paid statement talking about his mom and I raised no wimp. Mr. Um, Francis hasn't said anything. So I can't really speak to Mr. Francis, but I'm really going to beg Mr. Francis to please, sir, um, stand up and do the right thing. You, you can do this. You can make a change. Dad Roy basically has said, nobody, not going to move him. He's not going to yield. I will not yield to the clamor of a misinformed public. Well, we will soon be a protesting public, sir, and we can see what, what, how the yield, yielding part is going to go. You need to try and pull out your Bible and learn about the art of yielding when necessary. 
you yield when you're wrong, right? This isn't about yielding to uninformed public, misinformed. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Um, just, a, just a question. Just mm -hmm. like how the premier of the Bahamas stepped in on behalf of Ms. Pauline. Mm -hmm. And like I said, Mr. Bush is under the directive of the premier. Mm -hmm. They're all placed there by him in his various positions. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be appropriate for the premier to, to sort of step and see really on behalf of the country, mm -hmm. face of the country? Because I'm saying it's, it's a terrible thing when pride and arrogance mm -hmm. runs in your blood and the quest for that place of power. Mm -hmm. You turn anybody upside down and inside out. Mm -hmm. So it, wouldn't it be appropriate to ask the Premier just since Mr. Bush is not, you know, putting himself in a place of accountability, he's under the Premier. And mm -hmm. just like how, as I said, the Bahamas on behalf of Miss Pauline stepped in. Mm -hmm. Couldn't he stepped in? I don't know. Um, thank you so much, caller. I feel like we got someone have to call the premier this morning. <laughs> I mean, I hate to put him on the spot, but you know, everybody else gets put on the spot. So nobody don't get no special treatment around here. So shall we call the premier this yes, morning? Yes. The bush is under him. Yes. All answers, right. You know, for the sake of the Cayman Islands. Let's call the premier then. Somebody says, how can she not live in Cayman when her kids go to school there? So where is she living? You have to tell me. She sold her house and left. I don't know how, how uh, recent this sale is. But like I said, this is a matter of public record. Hmm. Will someone get to the bottom of it? Um, let's call the premier. Let us call him. I feel like I should have him on speed dial. I'm trying to figure out poor, um, my apologies to Siobhan. She accidentally got blocked yesterday and I'm trying to figure out how to unblock you, honey child, but Facebook doesn't make it easy to find things. So I don't even know where it is anymore they've changed so many things up all right premier panton let's see someone says don't call my name if she doesn't live here it's true so where are the kids did she leave the children behind maybe she don't want them around the child molesting father i'm just saying that's entirely possible uh people know you know this person who's messaging me i, I realize that you're in jamaica but this is k-man People know your business sometimes more than you. Every time you get on a flight. Remember the other day I told you all I was going to Miami. I don't normally tell people when I'm traveling and where I'm going. I tell you all about it when I get back. People messaging me. Oh, we understand that um, Chris Saunders is sitting in first class right now and you're also on the same plane. I said, Lord Jesus. <laughs> to be clear, we were not traveling together. I was traveling with my daughter trying to mind my own business. But people were like, oh, we see you. We see you, girl. You on that same flight? They are with her over there. So this person is misinformed. You need to get your facts straight when you start messaging people. I'm just saying. Get it together. 
Mm-mm. Hot mess. Um, Siobhan, I'm trying to find out where. Uh, I don't know where that section is anymore. Audience. Content. Oh, maybe it could it be under audience. No. Hmm. Mayor Panton never answered the phone. Okay. Ay, ay, ay. What a hot mess. Oh, let's call another minister. Minister G. He's taking a position on this. I wonder if he'll say any more. Anybody wait this morning? Maybe they're in a meeting. What's today, Friday? There shouldn't be no cabinet meeting or anything going on today. Well, I don't know where they're at. Um, hmm. All right, we'll keep trying. How about um, Kenneth? Kenneth is always available. You think he'll answer us this morning? <laughs> Ooh, Kenneth Bryan. Good morning, Minister. Are they answering this morning, honey child? They must say all off for Friday. I don't know. Don't know where they're at. Can't get an answer. All right. Um, Siobhan, my apologies. I'm looking and I cannot find how to unblock you. Um, you know, Facebook is always moving stuff around. So I honestly don't even know where it is anymore. I'm in settings. I just do not see it. Hmm. Anyway, I'll, I'll Google it later on and, and let you know once you're unblocked. So listen, um, that, that's a hot mess. So she's not living in Cayman. I feel confident uh, that we have the right answer there. Kid's not here. So then why is she on the executive? Y'all know by this weekend, I got to have her credit report and everything else pulled up, right? Detective Sandy is about to get a promotion. Y'all watch and see. One good thing about the United States of America. Ooh, honey child, everything you do is a matter of public record, really. Mm, mm, mm. And y'all know me. I got my resources, honey child. As a matter of fact, I go and look at one hair right now. Um, mm, mm-hmm. Hold on. Give me a second. Let me see if I can find her. Now, the husband, I have to wonder if he's changed his name yet again, because that's not the first time. You think they're still in Miami? Let's see. Sedoni, other cell, Miami, Florida. Hmm. 
By the way, did y'all see this this um this rain in uh have y'all seen this rain in Florida? Oh my god. I have never seen anything like it before. Sedoni Mother Sill. Oh. How many Sedoni mother sills do you think there could be? How old is she? Because I got one that's 45 years old living in Washington, D.C. At 199th Street, Miami, Florida is a previous address. Well, let's cross-reference that against the extradition document. And the address that we had for him. One second now, y'all. Hold on now. This is, this is how detectives work, you know. They check things and they cross-reference things and they look at this document and they verify over yes. So his address was um hold on, what's his address? Miami. I feel like that address sounds familiar, but let me just double check it here. Give me one second. Uh, Northeast 199th Street. Hmm. Northeast 199th Street. We also have an address for her in Rivana Riverway, Fairfax, Virginia. So this is the right one. She's got an 817 phone number and a 305 mobile number plus two others. Mm, honey chill. We're about to get your full details. 829 Northeast 199th Street at point number six on the extradition document. It has the exact same address. That is how detectives do them work. Y'all see it? See it right there? Oh, I got to make it bigger than that. See it there? Point number six. See the address right there? My sources online, fingers typing fast. So she's 45 years old. Oh. Mm. She has a Gmail address and a Hotmail address. It says her current address is 533 Connecticut Avenue, Northwest apartment number. I won't give you the apartment number. Washington, DC 20015. Okay, honey child, we got you and you at one point you had an address in Auburn, Alabama, two addresses there, University, Clemson, South Carolina, I think that's where they met, Fairfax, Virginia, a couple different addresses. We got a whole slew of relatives and associates. We got Taryn Stevens, this would all be his family, now you know, age 40s, Taryn's Eunice Stevens in the 60s, Geraldine H. Stevens, Shirley Smith, Mixon, Dwight Alfonso Frey. Nilda Perez. Oh, honey, child, we got you, Sadoni. I think he changed his name, you know. I am willing to bet you that this man has changed his name. Because I noticed none of her connections actually say he would probably be in his 40s as well. I wonder if this Taryn Stevens is him. Mm. You know, we can look up marriage records and everything, honey, child. I want to know who Taryn Stevens is. Born December 17th of 1982. 
Detective Sandy is going to just cross-reference that. Let me see if we have a date of birth of Oyaso on the extradition document. Um, give me a second now. This warrant, blah, 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 blah. Do we have a date of birth for him? I bet you he changed his name in a little crooked thing. Mm -hmm. Let me see. Um... I think this other page of the extradition document would have it. Okay, uh, state attorney's office, defendant. Um, this document is a little bit hard to read. Oh, huh. Don't worry, I got soon have a date of birth for him, but I'm suspecting that that could be him. The age is probably about right, but if I can get a fix on the date of birth, let me see now. Hmm. I bet you he's done change his name, you know? Huh. He think he's slick, but you can't fool me for too long. I can tell y'all that him now. You can fool me once. But that's most likely the only one you can get over in me, honey, jail. Don't worry, I can, I can get his date of birth. Mm, I go to court today. I will have that today. Y'all sit there. R remain vigilant for an update because I believe this man has changed his name yet again. You're running, but you cannot hide. <sighs> I feel like that's him. Mm, we got a cell phone number. Should we call him? 1982. Hold on. Atos Mobile. What is what is the other name was? Modibo Stevens. Date of birth. Let's see now. Um no, he's June 19th, 1979. This person is December 1982. Mm-hmm. That one, not him. But I feel like he's hiding. Mm -hmm. Oh, we got to find you. Public records. Oh, yes, I'll be requesting a full, full background check on her here today. In fact, let me go ahead and get three public record credits. Mm -hmm. Stay tuned. I'm going to be outing a sexual predator, another one. Here this morning. Um, let me see what else we got for Sedoni. I've got her address, her connections, properties, property record. Hmm. Here you know, pay attention. That address at 199th Street. Um, so legal description: um, two bedrooms, two baths, 1,070 square feet, built in 1986. APN number, subdivision name. Um, she paid taxes in 2021. Land value for 2022, not available. She paid taxes of $1,542.32 in 2021. Improvement value, $142,480. Sale date, June 30th of 2022. Oh. Who did she sell? She sold it or she bought it? Hold on a second now. 
She just buying it? Oh, sale amount, $270,000. Oh, last, what date for scene? Um, condominium. Da, 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 da. Owner relationship type, single man. Because this is where Atto Stevens was. Owner's name. So that's the previous owner, the new owner. Best value title, LLC, is who they got the loan from. <laughs> Lord Jesus, y'all gonna see how much information I can get on people these days. So before mm. it was husband and wife, owner's name. Okay, she must just be renting this because I don't see them on the owner thing here, not at all. Mm-hmm. It was recently sold. So I don't think they've ever owned it. They're renting. They're renters. Mm. Oh, 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 snaps. I correct myself. That's why you got to keep scrolling, honey child. So Ato Modibo, I tell you, the man keeps changing his name. Little crook. He owned it back in... Um, to, 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 to owner's name. What year was this? To Octo mortgage date, October 25th, 2006. Mortgage amount. Okay. So he owned it October, 2006. Yes. Ato Modibo. Mm-hmm. Yep. 2008, January 2008, looks like he sold it, then final judgment. What is his final judgment? Um, okay, document type, final judgment. Hmm. The next person then to own it, the next available date, um, Looks like around 2016 resale um, and it was sold to somebody else. Oh, seller's name, Sedoni Mothersill. Oh, honey child. This is the first time her name's. Okay, okay, I got it. I got it. Oh, okay. So we went from his name. I can't be showing y'all all this now. <laughs> All right, so seller owner's name, Ato Modibo. This was 2008. Seller's name, Julia Romano. So that looks like who he bought it from, yes? Then it went from that, her name starts to show up on it as the mortgage term, Ato, seller's name, owner's name, BK Deutsche. Mortgage type, mortgage term. And then all of a sudden, her name starts to show up in, what date is this one? Her name starts to show up later on as seller's name. Uh, in 2016, that's when he started to have all his Legal issues, remember? That's when he was running away from Cayman. Sedoni Mother Cell. 
Interesting. Condominium residential. Okay, so sometimes it takes a minute to kind of work through these documents. We had a mechanic lien on it, put on the property, seller's name, Sedonia Mother's Sill, mortgage due date, owner's name not available. Mm. Anyway, I'm going to dig through these a little bit deeper. So that's that's her at this address. She now has a current address. Um, so the only property that's actually in her name, property report, is that property in Miami. Yes, she has other addresses. She has a number of um, judgments in court, small claims court, back in 2009, foreclosure 2015. Ah! Say what? A foreclosure? Rotten. So they foreclose on the property? Child, I need something stronger than this um, waterhead this morning. Oh. Oh. My God. Final judgment amount? What is this? August 8th, 2016 was the auction date. Recording date, the 24th of March, 2015. Oh, wow. Mm -mm. Wow. What's a small claims judgment? What is another one again? Back in 2009, case, court case number, capital one bank, total judgment amount. So you got bad credit too, girl? Oh, 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 God. She must have owed them some money. And then we have a foreclosure final judgment. Filing type. This is another judgment. Who's this one for? She owed somebody else $3,262.25. Lord Jesus. Well, lots of things here. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. Let me see if I can't find him because he seems to be kind of hiding. But like I said, I'm pretty sure that this man has probably changed his name again. But, you know, we can get name changes, too. Atul Motibo. Here he is, Washington, D.C. That's where they're at now. I did a blind search on him because I don't want to um, confuse, you know, like if you put in too much information then your, your search results are, are contaminated. So you want to do a blind search. So I just put in his name. He's 43 years old, by the way. So I just put in his name and nothing else. They have aliases that he goes by, Atto Stevens. And he's in Washington. So what are you doing in Washington, honey? Chill. Relatives. Yep, they're all his family. Um. Wow. Uh-huh. Northwest Washington. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is interesting. So I see now his connection to her is on this one. Oh, honey child, we got all his phone numbers. 
public records, properties. Yes. His associates. He has four criminal and traffic records. Bankruptcies, foreclosures. Oh, honey child. Shall we unlock this one? Yes, why not? <laughs> criminal record, failure to stop. Traffic, citations, criminal, and sports, what? Spotslavania, Virginia. What was this one? Um, mm -hmm. Let me see now. Offense code, misdemeanor. Uh huh. Guilty in absentia. So he never even showed up to court. Um, I'm trying to see what the what the um offense was. Plea not available. He was fined. Um. Mm -hmm. Ethnicity black. Date of birth June the nineteenth, nineteen seventy nine. There we go, Virginia. Huh. Okay. Doesn't really say what this one is. Sometimes with these criminal searches, you actually have to. There's another one here that he pled guilty to. So all of his criminal records show guilty, guilty, guilty. Mm, not a real surprise there. Um, but these are misdemeanors disposition date. I'd have to look up, like I have the case number. It's not saying what it actually was, just that it's a misdemeanor. Mm, degree of offense not available classification misdemeanor okay well i i got i got some more research to do honey y'all don't worry honey jail so same address um final judgment foreclosure so the house went into foreclosure the apartment 2015 march of 2015 um he has another foreclosure in 2014 what is list pendens? What does that mean? Is that a legal term? Deed category, list pendens. I'm, I'm not familiar with that, but this is 2014. Looks like another foreclosure. So he's had two foreclosures? That's the same guy? That's the same address though. Some some legal eagle, can you look up what this deed category means? Liz, Liz Pendens, Pen, Pendens. All right. Well, um, the two of them are hot mess, and now I'm on to them. Washington. Huh, interesting. Hmm. He has a hotmail address. Primary cell phone. Primary home number. We got a landline. Okay. I will continue to read through my documents. I need a little bit of time sometimes to go through all of it. So good morning. Yes, honey chow. Um, Marshall says, well, if she owes some of the athletes money, who's to say that she wouldn't owe anyone else that she deals with? They might as well not pay. And they're not getting that money again. They have a saying, when you dig in a grave for someone, you better dig too. Well, I'm digging for, for information. Um, just don't sign up for that national ID. That's all. And everything social media, you accept that kind of Alejandro, listen to me. You can find, you can, you can find stuff on people. You'd be surprised. 
Alejandro sent Sandy something strong to drink, like an espresso. Good thing I don't drink coffee. Anne says, I ain't nothing, I, I ain't doing nothing bad anywhere. John's on top of here trying to remove everything. The good thing about K-Man is, is we already know everything about you, honey chill. Joseph says, thank God for CMR. Sandy, you have them picking out their ear or hair. Um, Gabby says, look, yeah, if ever need to hunt somebody down, I know exactly who to go to. <laughs> Ooh. So Jonathan, you said, uh, are you talking about Sidoni's husband changing his name? He has changed his name before. So comprehend what I'm saying. He's had a legal name change before. Oh, it's the minister, J.E. Banks. Good morning, Minister Ebanks. How are you? Good morning, Sandy. I'm not doing too bad. You are How live are you? on direct on the cold hard truth, honey child. Uh, that's probably the best place to be right now. <laughs> so listen, um, we have a couple questions for you, Minister. This situation, we were trying to reach anybody this morning in the PAC government, but unfortunately we couldn't. I know you guys are busy, but I appreciate you calling back. Um, this situation with, um, you know, the athletic association and Lacey, we did see you post up on social media that, uh, you are supporting her. Can you tell us why you decided to post that and what, what your position is in light of the fact that the association continues to hunker down? They've now called this young lady a liar. They have said all sorts of things about her that are quite disparaging. Um, what's your take on all this? Well, Sandy, um, not to cross ministries because that you know this. Yes, is a this is not even area. Yeah, the, sports. Our, yeah. our area for the premier to be commenting on, but um, I will comment as a regular individual. Mm -hmm. um, not um, anything to do with the government or anything, but mm -hmm. um, looking down at how this whole thing went down and seeing the way that it was. It really um, took place in an international light, and it was a Caymanian athlete. Um, and to me, she was just there to do to help, offer her help. Um, mm -hmm. uh oh, sounds like the connection drop. Andy? Yes, there you go. Oh, are you there? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. It was, it's just disheartening what happened on the international stage. And, um, you know, no matter what happens, uh, I thought it could have been dealt with a lot better. Um, she is a Caymanian. She is, she represents us um, in the athletics before. And I just think the association should have just took a, a whole different approach in the way they did. And not only that, but actually, you know, seeing their, their apology Mm -hmm. Which they've now retracted, also, by the way. And, um, and now retracted. I was shocked mm -hmm. by that also. And makes me even wonder a lot more what is really happening with that association. Mm. Um, but I won't get too deep into that because that is for my Minister of Sports to, to continue to work out those kinks and see what he has to do mm -hmm. with them. But as, um, as J.E. Banks, I fully support Miss Lacey mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I um, she's a Caymanian and I will stand by her 
-hmm. And I just think that uh, my honest opinion, um, I just believe that everyone in that association should just do the Cayman Islands a favor and resign and let us start back over. Mm -hmm. And that is just J.A. Bank saying it. And that's on the cold hard truth. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Have a good weekend. You too, man. All right, dear. The cold hard truth. Minister said it himself. Everybody should just resign. Let's start over. Sometimes you got to just scratch it and start over. I mean, I agree with that. We've all been there in life. You see foreclosure. That's when the bank said they got to scratch it for you. Um, Atto Stevens and Sedoni now seem to be quite familiar with that process. Um, you know. The bank is, is saying, well, we'll take it from you. You go start over. Start working on your credit again and see how you get on. Hmm. What a hot mess. Anyway, as if the mess couldn't continue or get any hotter, um, let's give Mr. George Ebanks a call this morning because when I talk about outing a sexual predator, this is it. I am so sick and tired of some of y'all. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, Georgie, Georgie. Lord Jesus. Now, before he can get in a word in edgewise, if he answers the phone this morning, because I want to give him an opportunity to talk to me, and I have a couple questions for him. So um, beforehand, I want to make sure, George, before you say a single word, you're on air. Good morning. Good morning, George. Before you say a single word. Good morning. Sir, you're on air and you're live and direct. Okay? Yes, sir? What happened? Are you you calling me? Yes. What are you calling me for, though? <laughs> I'm calling you because I want to always give you an opportunity to set the record straight. Looks like your connection kind of dropping out there, George. Can you hear me? Hello? Mr. George? Hello? Jorge? Hola? Jorge? Donde estas? Hello? Boy, look at this WhatsApp calling here today, kind of. Let, let's call him direct on the, on the line. Hold on here now. I want to give him an opportunity because we're going to be talking about him. So, of course... Um, we'll make sure that we can get Jorge on the phone properly. Mm -hmm. I'm still trying to sort out my toll-free number, y'all. Hello? Uh, Senor Jorge. Sandra, wait, wait, call me for you have no permission to call me. I don't have permission to call you. When did that happen? <laughs> this man is crazy. I don't have permission to call him. I needed permission to call him when he's on my WhatsApp inviting me to lunch. Well, then I got to stop the truth from coming out. So if he don't want to tell us what's going on, then... Um, let me break it down for you. He continues to be accused of sexually harassing women. 
and we have all of the receipts. See, I'm trying to give the man an opportunity now to come on and defend himself. But as you can see, he is not interested in that. He says, I have no permission to call him. I, I didn't know I needed permission. And I mean, if he's revoked it, he should have at the very least informed me. <laughs> That's news to me, George. All right, let's get it. Look at what was sent to me this morning. This woman says that she needs help. George has been, um, somebody said, just come talking. He might be in a better mood. Um, someone here says that he has been harassing her and she is sick and tired of it. And she's also afraid as an un, as a foreign worker in this country, he continues to abuse his position over expat women. This is, this is disturbing. And the, this really and truly is um, no joke. Let me just see now. Poor woman, trying to find her messages. Scared to death, you know, scared to death of George. Mm -mm -mm. I'm just like, y'all just need to leave these women alone. Stop sexually harassing people. What is wrong with you? You have a wife. Um, there might even be people that might be interested in you. Okay? This, these people are not. All right, hold on. Let me get the messages. Let me get all the messages here now. This poor woman. So scared. Um... Oh, gosh, hold on. Let me see. Oh, I get so many messages now that I can't even find. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. There she is. All right. So we have WhatsApp messages. She said she just wants to warn people she's leaving the Cayman Islands. She didn't want nothing more to do with the likes of George. We have the entire set of WhatsApp messages going back to... Um, 2022. Now, let me see if I can save this as a PDF document. Ooh, how can I say I have to do a print, I think. Print and then do PDF. Mm-hmm. Um, Nitro PDF. One second here now. Uh-huh. PDF creator. And then let's say print. Um, we're going to call this George. Molester. That's what I'm going to save this document as. Can't leave people alone. He can't learn. Something really wrong with this boy. Oh my gosh. 50 pages? Lord Jesus. Whoa. This man is prolific. This woman says that she's sick and tired of him. He's messaging her. Tell him to give him his ring back. How are you giving a woman a ring when you married to somebody else? Say what? Oh my God. This dude, he's, he's, he is something special. I, I see messages here. Um, I, I don't even know where to begin. All right, let, let's, let's begin. Mm -mm -mm. Let us begin with... Um, the voice notes, and then we've got 
a scroll of some of the messages, and then we have 50 pages worth of messages that this man really needs to just behave himself. So let's pull in the video first, which will be um, essentially a screen grab. I think this is it. This is eight minutes and 29 seconds worth of showing you what he's been up to. Again, a, a married man with two children, he needs to leave people alone. That's why I'm not going to lunch with you, dude. Next thing I know, you're going to try something with me and I'm going to box you down. Because, you know, I'm not going to tolerate it. I'm not hearing a work permit. I'm not afraid of you or any other man in the Cayman Islands. And if a woman mm. respectfully says, no, leave me alone, stop harassing her. But you know what he does? Because he's in the business of um, work permits, he is holding that over people's heads. This is disgusting. How can you hold? This is such egregious abuses. And here's the thing. If you have George working for your company, doing this on behalf of your company where it permits and whatever, you should be very concerned. Because this is the second time now that we have received a complaint about George doing something like this. And the evidence is there. The last time he claims the woman wanted it. Right? She wanted it, he said. She asked for it. She was too cute. She was too salacious. She was too this. All right. Let's look at some of the messages. There he is. Two phone numbers, apparently. Child, the woman had to scroll all the way back up as far as she could. Um, now, I'm going to, for the, for the benefit of our radio listeners, I am going to narrate some of what is here. So he says, hi, honey, busy babes. She says, hi, how are you? Love you though. Keep in mind, this was a married man who up in church singing in the church choir. Please keep that in mind. Oops, I want y'all to see it big and, big and bold. She says again, she doesn't respond, but love you too. She says, hi, how are you? You okay? Yep. Hope to be back to normal by tomorrow with some normal work hours. Okay. Then she says, have you eaten? Now doing that. Ebanks quits off reg. So he actually sends her the story of him quitting off reg from CNS. She says, great. Glad you're okay. He says, read. She says, okay, I will. Um. Oh, he's sending her pictures. Whose house is this? Because we know George not got no house of his own. So he says she's almost ready to enter the most beautiful flower garden contest. Four hours part-time work um, times four Saturdays later. God is awesome. God indeed siblings. I don't know what the hell that means, but okay. Yeah, they love to call on the poor Lord when they're doing the dirt. My garden project, 99% done, babes. She says, great. Are you still going to lend me the $100? Because um, somebody's sick. I won't call their name, but you can see there. Davis District, Old Harbor, Pole well, Street, Catherine. All right, this person's obviously a Jamaican lady. You can send it to my cousin. Um, she will give it to my dad. That's her number, please. Oh, the Bahamas. Put this on hold. Hold on. 
Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Yes, who is this? Hi, good morning, sir. This is Sandra Hill in the Cayman Islands. Is this Mr. Archer? Yes. Yes, um, I understand that you're the president of the BAAA, B-A-A-A? Yes. Okay, thank you so much for returning my call. I just had a few questions um, for you, um, and that's why we were calling you this morning, regarding what transpired in the Bahamas. So there's a little bit of a discrepancy, and we wonder, as someone who was there, if you could enlighten us as to what actually happened. We're just on a fact-finding mission. In relation to Lacey I, Barnes. Is this on, on television? On you're, tele you're on live radio, sir. Okay, good. Yes, sir. So can so we... So Lacey... Yes, sir. Go ahead. No, I was just asking you to start from the top. So you, you go right ahead. So Lacey applied uh, through the member, through the local organizing committee mm -hmm. uh, for a coach's pass. Mm-hmm. Following that request, we also received communication from the Cayman Islands uh, Athletic Association indicating that they would not approve of Lacey being issued an accreditation. Hmm. Did they say why? Now, as you, there would be no reason why we would have to ask why. Okay. The member federation is the authority. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, sir. Um. There is a portal, and in this portal, anyone who is a coach or who wishes to be issued an accreditation must register to the portal. Mm -hmm. uh, and obviously, there is an approval process. Mm -hmm. And so, Lacey, together with her husband, um, registered in the portal, and it was processed. Mm -hmm. But we were fully aware that uh, for us to provide final approvals and issuance of the accreditation mm -hmm. that we had to receive the, the approval of the member federation. Mm -hmm. So I am advised mm -hmm. that the, the accreditations were printed and were waiting for the approval of the member federation, mm -hmm. notwithstanding the original communication with the organizing committee. Mm -hmm. It was then said to me that uh, Pauline Davis, went to the accreditation site and I guess you would say apprehended or just took the, the accreditations without the approval of the organizing committee, mm -hmm. indicating that she had standing to do so. And so from the outset, the, the accreditations were, were not properly issued to the coach. I want to pause for a minute mm -hmm. just to say that the that any coach has the right to make application for uh, a coach's pass, mm -hmm. but that right does not supersede the authority of the member federation. And so, if a member federation says that they do not wish for a coach to interact with an athlete that represents their team, mm -hmm. then we must accede to the wishes of the member federation. And that was what happened. On Saturday, it came to my attention that Lacey Barnes and Ms. Adrian Riley did in fact receive an accreditation mm -hmm. and the Cayman Island executive 
who were present made a request for uh, there to be uh, a withdrawal of the accreditation. So let me let me just be very very clear. You're saying that the portal which exists online allows people to apply for their accreditation, but that still has to be approved by the member federation, which in this case would be the Cayman Islands Athletic Association. That is correct. And um, Pauline... Without the, approval, uh-huh. without the approval of the member federation, Pauline secured their accreditation. Because she indicated yesterday when we spoke to her that all that was needed to be done was to confirm who they were and that they were working with athletes from a particular country, which would have been the Cayman Islands. So ordinarily, like I said before, uh, athletes from the United States who want to be, who are scouts, Mm -hmm. uh, athletes who are accompanying collegiate athletes who are members of any one particular team, they all go through the portal Mm -hmm. with the view of being able to assist their athletes. In this instance, Mm -hmm. the Cayman Island has a team with coaches present. Mm -hmm. And while there is allowance for an external coach to be party to to, to complement that team, Mm -hmm. it isn't as of right. Mm -hmm. It is not as of right. And if an association says that they do not wish for a coach to come into contact with its team or any one member of the team, then they reserve that right. Hmm. Now, let me let me just say this. Mm-hmm. I, I think that I think that we must uh, keep this whole thing into context. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a question of whether the accreditation was rightly or wrongly issued in the first instance, mm-hmm. and then peeled back the onion, if you will. Mm-hmm. On Sunday, um, I, was appro- I was then again approached by the member federation. And I said to the member federation, uh, more specifically, the general secretary, uh, the first vice president, mm-hmm. and the president. I said, I have, well, in fact, I had spoken directly with Sidoni, Mother Sill, general secretary, and I said, there are two ways in which I can approach this. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, I do not know Lacey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, if I had to see her, I wouldn't know who she is. Mm-hmm. And so there, there are two approaches that I would wish to propose. One, because I do know uh, the former president, Lance Bond, Lacey's father, perhaps I can contact him mm-hmm. and ask whether he can um, advise his daughter to surrender the accreditation or alternatively I can be accompanied by security uh, to actually have them surrender their accreditation mm-hmm. because it was difficult uh, locating Lacey, the Cayman Island Federation thought that it would, would have been most expedient for us to uh, have security presence while requesting the surrendering of the accreditation. That is what I did. I went to the security, and the security said that they had no jurisdiction to to ask an athlete to withdraw their accreditation and that I would have to uh, seek the assistance of the police force. 
So you, I you may, may I just pause you for a quick second there? So you yeah. gave them, an, you had two options basically, and you said to Sedoni Mother Sill, these are the two options. We can call her father, Lance Barnes, and have him speak with her. Or we can have her removed by security. Security said, nope, not us. Wrong security. Go to the police. Why, why would she choose the... That, that's not for me to answer. I mean, okay. I, I'm only giving you an account of what took place. Okay, yes, sir. I want to I underscore one important fact. Mm -hmm. While I did, uh, while I was accompanied by uh, police, mm -hmm. they were not in the... They were not party to any communication that I had with Lacey nor her husband. I simply explained to her what, what was the position of the member federation. Mm -hmm. She willingly, uh, without any force, uh, came. She and I held hands all the way to the, the main stadium where we met with where, where we met with um, the executives of the Cayman right. Island Federation. So you uh, um, so I, I just yes. I, I just want to make it very, very clear. Mm -hmm very clear mm -hmm. that at all times this exercise was done with dignity so but, but you dignity. have to in fact, yes sir in fact uh the police that uh, initially accompanied us were meters behind so there, there was no um uh attention drawn to us even when she and i walked together i mean it was as if we were just having a friendly chat Although it was a disturbing exercise for Lacey, uh, I was intent on making sure that the integrity of the process and everyone's dignity would have remained intact. Uh, we proceeded with that meeting and it was understood that she would surrender her accreditation. She did. And I sought the permission of the member federation to provide Lacey and her husband with complimentary seating so that they could remain uh, at the stadium for the entire duration of the of the games uh, with VIP uh, seating access. Okay, can I just pause you there for uh, we one? All, we both agreed. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, I just want to pause you there for one second. So when you approach Lacey, obviously you said you don't know her, and I doubt she even knew who you were. What was her response to you when you initially approached her? And were your guards these um, police officers? Are they armed police officers? Every so these these aren't ordinary police officers. These mm -hmm. are police officers that are senior ranking police officers who wear khaki. Mm -hmm. uh, there is no evidence of guns uh, on their person, uh, but they they were police officers. If anyone in the country would know who they are, they would know that that uniform marks the ranking of, of a high ranking official. I mean, a high ranking police officer. You said there's so, no evidence I, of guns, but were, were they armed? Because Lacey said that they were armed. And she saw them. No evidence of, okay. Mm -hmm. High-ranking police officers, like all police officers, would, would be armed. But there would be no evidence of them toting a gun. It would be, it would be over there what we call a bush jacket. So strapped under uh, their jacket. So there would be no visual evidence of um, them being armed. Mm. All right. Mm. And so I, I just want to disabuse anyone of this idea or notion that here it is that we had a scenario where 
you had someone who was almost being apprehended by the officials by force. That did not happen. Mm-hmm. But you could understand from her perspective, this is why I was asking you, what was her response when you, when you went up to her? So, so as I entered the practice track area, I, I said, well, I was passing this, we have an area called the VIP area. And I said, Lacey Barnes, because I recognized her by a team uniform, a t-shirt that said the Cayman Islands. And vaguely, just so that I can step back in 2018, I was also a medal presenter to Lacey. And I, and I vaguely said, that could be Lacey. Mm-hmm. And it certainly was. She identified herself as um, Lacey Barnes. And I said, can we just talk? And I brought to her attention the position of the member federation at that time. Mm-hmm. And she was happy to see you? Did she cry? Like, what was her response? Yeah, her response initially was, hi, I'm Lacey Barnes. And I told her who I was and I explained to her the, the position of the member federation. I told her that, you know, uh, a decision had been made by her uh, member federation to uh, have the accreditation withdrawn. Mm-hmm. So I said... I, I think it would be appropriate at this point for us to all speak. And it was on that occasion that we agreed that we would both walk over to the main stadium in the VVIP area, uh, where we had uh, a short meeting with the member federation. And more specifically, that would have been Sidoni Mothersill, um, President Murray, and I believe Vice, Vice, Vice President. Mm-hmm. And did they ever give you any reason as to why there were all of these other people there, everybody from Kareem Street Thompson, other coaches and scouts from the U.S. and all over, and no issue with those individuals, but Lacey couldn't be there? Did anyone ever give you a reason why? Very categorically. Mm -hmm. Kareem Street Thompson, whom I know quite well, in fact, he and I competed Mm -hmm. uh, in the the very same game. Uh, Kareem Street Thompson came in the capacity of a scout mm-hmm. who would have registered and we, as a courtesy, would have issued uh, accreditations to uh, coaches who come from the United States and anywhere in the world who mm-hmm. wish to simply um, participate, to observe, not to participate mm-hmm. in the game. Uh, in this instance with, with Lacey Barnes, Lacey was not acting as an observer, she was acting as a personal coach. Mm-hmm. But there were there were other coaches there from the U.S., um, even for the Cayman team, and the Cayman Federation appeared to have been okay with those individuals. They have that jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. They have that right. Okay. Have you ever, I mean, I don't know how many Krifta um, games you've attended and, and been a part of, but have you ever seen anything like this happen before? Does this strike you as unusual in any way? Mm, You know, from my point of view, I've been uh, an athlete competing in Carissa, and I've been a part of administration for a very long time. These things are really internal matters. And so in many instances, I might never be aware of such instances Mm -hmm. or incidences. And so I can't say that I... I've seen it happen before, but it is not out of the realm of possibility that it could happen. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Um, I, I okay. <laughs> I mean, it, it just is. What, it, what, what, I, what I say from uh, my point of view is this. Mm-hmm. It is not, it is not unheard of where there are challenges, internal challenges in member federation. It is not an uncommon thing where there are differences of view, uh, there are polarizations within uh, a member federation. It is very common uh, for world athletics and even in the area. So this is not new. I think it's about how we manage the process. Mm. And there is a protocol the member federation deals with its internal matters and with respect to coaching staffing, uh, that's a member federation's issue. Not not for, the, for, for, for any other member to have a view. And I've removed myself from that exercise because I don't know the nuances uh, of what takes place in any member federation. Mm-hmm. But to the extent that the member federation gives uh, issues a request or even an instruction then we must accede because we must always protect the integrity of good order and governance in a structural way. And that, 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 is, what we, that is what we decided to do. On a personal level, uh, I undertook to ensure that Lacey was comfortable even after having been stripped of her accreditation. Mm-hmm. Now, one um, other question is there's been this allegation that they were potentially going to be running afoul of their um, quota because apparently the, the teams get official quotas for how many coaches that they can have. Can you explain that process to us for the benefit of our listeners? Because it is a little bit confusing. We've heard from some people saying unequivocally that is not the case. The quota relates to if the coaches are staying at the designated hotels, uh, if they're you know part of the official designation, but other coaches can be there and pay their own way, and that has nothing to do with the quota. Can you explain this quota and exactly what this quota is? So there's a team size quota, and it changes depending on the size of the athletic delegation. Mm -hmm. So there's a gradation. and I don't know the gradation um, without having the benefit of the technical manual before me. Mm -hmm. But what can be said is that uh, the larger the team size, the larger uh, the coaching staff and administrative pool would be, mm-hmm. or the management pool. Uh, and yes, again, we go back to the point. Can a personal coach um, make an application and not form part of the team size quota? The answer is yes. But at all times, it's subject to the approval of the member federation. Because ultimately what is happening is, what we're doing is we're allowing a coach to interact with members of the team. And in this instance, the the member federation says they wish for that coach not to have any interaction with those team members. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if the team size quota even really is the issue that should be at hand. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they, they, the, um, I mean, I don't know, but the association and their explanation now post event have made that the central issue that they're saying that they were fearful of losing or getting in trouble with, um, I don't know exactly who, whether it's, uh, NACAC or whoever, 
because, um, you know, they were running afoul of this allowance of how many people they could have there. So that's the explanation that they provided. I mean, there are, there are clear limitations. I don't know the, the team size of the Cayman Island. Yes. Um, but suffice to say that there are limitations of, but if she, if she was paying for herself and she made that, that, yeah, she made that clear that she wasn't asking them to pay. She had her ticket. She was staying in her own facility. She didn't need to be counted as part of their quota. She was simply wanting to um, assist. And in fact, my understanding is her husband was assisting the young um, athlete who went on to win the hundred meter. And the, the official coach, coach Williams was actually directing them on where to assist because he needed the help. I mean, does any of this strike you as, I mean, I know you're trying to remain very, very diplomatic, but one of our listeners has a question. They say, would you have done this to one of your own Bahamian athletes locally or on foreign ground? So all of this, all of this turns on the relationship uh, with the coaching community. Uh, the, the belief that the, the coach is actually making a meaningful contribution or is it complementary to the staff that is already on the ground? I don't know. I, for me to answer that question mm-hmm. would, would be for me to know all of the circumstances and that mm-hmm. I don't have. Right. But what I can say is if a member federation decides that they do not want a coach to have contact with their athlete, it is their athlete. It is a national team and the member federation is the governing body of track and field. They have the jurisdiction to determine yay or nay in that instance. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I think that what, we're, what we are addressing is an issue that's beyond the rule. It is more personality, mm-hmm. more relationships that seemingly have gone afoul. Mm-hmm. I think that from, from, from what I have gleaned in this whole in, in this whole discourse is that clearly we have um, members who may be at odds with each other, and and, and that is really the greater issue. Mm-hmm. I think that reconciliation and mediation may be a better course of action mm-hmm. as opposed to trying to figure out who can who is justified in their action. But we must start with the rule, and that is the rule. Mm-hmm. So the online form um, at your CRIFTA 2023, somebody just sent me the registration form saying that when you fill it out, there's nowhere on there that it actually says that um, it then has to be approved by the Federation company. So where does it say that when the person goes online and registers? We were aware of this because we received communication from the member federation. And, and whether uh, there is a written document or otherwise, the member federation is compelled to deal with its counterpart. And if the counterpart does not uh, agree to the issuance of, of you know, there there there's some 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 law that's not written. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, if you if you can appreciate this fact, the member federation is the ultimate authority. If you go. Hello? 
Hello, Mr. Archer. I think we might have had a little blip in the communication. Let's see if it comes back in. Um, hello. Mm -hmm. Let's call him back. This is um, very, very interesting. So for sure, two things we've learned as Sidoni Mother still was behind this a thousand percent. Again, she was the tail. And everybody else was just falling in line. He's calling back. Yes. Good morning, sir. I think her call just dropped. Yeah, it dropped. Yes, sir. So, so I, yes, sir. Uh, I think that what, the conclusion here is that the member federation has the ultimate power mm -hmm. as it relates to its team and any interaction that occurs among its team members. If Lacey had uh, applied for coaching pass to have access to the games without the interaction of the athletes, then that scenario would have been colored very differently. So people are confused because if the local federation doesn't actually issue the accreditation, they're confused about how they could have it revoked. And well, first, firstly, yes. firstly, let's establish the point that when the, the accreditations were taken away from the personnel who operated the, the accreditation area, it was not given to the receiver. It was taken away from the individual. So one may argue from the first instance that there was never a proper issuance of the accreditation in the first instance. Mm -hmm. It's it's all very confusing. I mean, they, they kind of issued an apology and now Mr. Delroy has undone that saying that that press statement from his own federation, his own association had a number of inaccuracies. So now he's distancing himself, or I think the term he used was disassociating himself from it. Um, it seems like this federation has some issues. And I can tell you, I mean, you may not be aware, I suppose, of what's happening outside the Bahamas, but the vast majority of people in the Cayman Islands, as a result of this and other concerns, um, would like to see all members of the current federation on the board step down completely. Because there have been other things that have been so egregious that, uh, let me put it in context for you, sir, with all due respect, Mr. Archer. Sidoni Mothersill has a husband who has molested children, sent children inappropriate messages, was convicted of that in a court of law here in the Cayman Islands through her track um, club. He was trying to remain not just in the jurisdiction, but a member of this association with her full support. It was Lance Barnes, the father of Lacey Barnes, who had to write him a letter 
saying that you can no longer be affiliated or part of this association. The Cayman Islands government, signed off by the governor of the Cayman Islands, issued a deportation order so he can never come back to the Cayman Islands. After that fact, his wife, Sidoni Mothersill, continues to send him Caymanian athletes to train in Miami. And yet she has the audacity to remove a 24-year-old athlete who's trying to give back to her community, right? She has the audacity to have her removed in a public setting at a Carifta game. I mean, this is the biggest embarrassment that I could possibly think of after she did nothing wrong. If, if it was the case, and I do find this, this little bit very, very confusing. You say, okay, the website might not state, state it, but I would think that if you register for something somewhere along the line, even if you get a further email to say that your accreditation is subject to your final accreditation documents or subject to the approval of the, the member state or the member federation, somewhere along the line, that should have been said to Lacey at the time of filling out the document, at the time she received a confirmation email, something. And the fact that that doesn't seem to be anywhere, um, I find to be extremely unprofessional. You're assuming that she knew that. And, and I don't think that that's a fair assumption for anybody to make for someone who this would be her first time, you know, assisting in an assistant capacity as a coach. I, I, I hear you. Um, my instruction was that the first point of contact that Lacey had was with the member federation requesting an accreditation. Again, a lot of, a lot of this is internal to us, and, and we, we're not privy to all of the details here. Mm. The issue with Sidoni Mothersill uh, and the, the antecedents of her husband, mm. I think, is a matter separate from this one. Uh, I, I'm not I really, so sure that it is because the motive so, so, for her having an issue with Lacey and nobody else is because. Yeah. So it's no, very, it's very I, I much get, connected. I get that. From, from our point of view, we, we so we, when making a decision, we saw no connection there. Yeah. Because was, you wouldn't have, was, you wouldn't uh, have known. Matter, correct. So it was a matter uh, that we never were left to consider. Once again, it's, it's a matter that uh, I think an action should be taken on, on your side as, mm. a, as a private issue between member federation and its members and, and what constitutes one to be in good standing. But to the extent that it involves Lacey and her being um, um, removed from the games in a coaching capacity, mm. that was our only consideration there. Mm -hmm. And yes, I think that there ought to be some some proviso, even in the online application process, where that is a, a, a written position uh, moving forward. And this is the part of our, our evolving sports jurisprudence. Uh, but, but at all times, um, I think that there, there's a level of diplomacy that should be um, maintained, uh, and there should be a respect from one member federation to the other. And at a different level, um, how members of a member federation interact with each other. Mm -hmm. Those are all separate issues that I think that more, more attention needs to be given, mm -hmm. uh, both at the member level as well as the NACAC level. And, and these are issues that I certainly will 
put to the table. Mm -hmm. And can you also, while you're putting issues to the table, find out for us, because apparently Sidoni Mother still no longer lives in the Cayman Islands. She's no longer a resident of the Cayman Islands. She lives in um, Washington with her husband. So do find out for me how she continues to sit on a federation um, board, right, as a director or whatever her official capacity, I don't know if it's director or executive member, how does she continue to sit in that capacity when she does not even live in the Cayman Islands? Well, I don't know of <laughs> the greatest of respect. I don't know of Sidoni's uh, whereabouts. Mm -hmm. uh, certainly, it becomes a constitutional matter. Uh, the, 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 the Athletic Federation's constitution would govern whether one can hold office while being while not being domiciled in Cayman. I don't know if the Constitution addresses that issue. Mm -hmm. Maybe she needs to go. I mean, she's in the States with her American husband now. Maybe they need to get on that association because I'm pretty sure, um, giving all the hashtag Me Too movements, the Larry Nassars of the world, there's a lot that those associations would not be tolerating that have been tolerated in the Cayman Association. Mr. Archer, I have had parents come to me for years talking about how they went to Sedoni Mothersill and they went to other executive members of the Cayman Islands Athletic Association complaining about Atto Stevens and his predatory behavior on their children and the messages he was sending them and so on. And she refused as a member as a woman and as a mother, she refused to believe them and to acknowledge them. And that's not today. That's not last week at, Car at Carifta. This is years and multiple underage victims. At some point, I think we need to really address the elephant in the room, which is that we have predators in our association. I will leave that. I will leave that to the member federation and the people of Cayman to address that as a separate matter. I, I just hope that I was very clear in what transpired, mm -hmm. and um, I hope that these matters can be resolved. In What in, would in you say um, to the people of the Cayman Islands who wish for this entire um, executive to step down? What, what are the steps in order to make that happen? Who do we have to contact? I'm in no position to say. I, I really couldn't provide any answer to that question. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, it's a matter for the membership of the, of the Federation mm -hmm. to address those internal issues. And I have no jurisdiction to come. Right. I appreciate you, sir. Thank you so All much, right. Mr. Archer. Really appreciate you taking the time this morning. Okay. All right. Thanks so much. All right, folks, um, that's Mr. Archer. He's the president of the Bahamian Athletic Association, basically. Um, spent more time with us uh, than our own president did because he didn't spend any time. He hung up the phone. Sadoni, they're all running, but why? He gave his position. He said what he saw. Um, you know, somebody sent me pictures of, of what these officers normally look like. Um, we're going to have to start wrapping up here shortly because I do have to get to court in an hour's time. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Uh, good morning, Sandy. Uh, just uh, You're saying you're about to go to court? Uh, 11.30 this morning. Yes, sir. 11, ooh, 11.30 this morning. Well, I, I won't be able to finish what I wanted to say, but let, let me just say this. I hope you've discussed this issue again. Uh, I, I, I think the, um, 
the, the, the president of the Bahamian Bar Association, not Bar Association, yeah, the association there, mm -hmm. I think he has given some clarity to it, but I think it is clarity towards showing that something uh, was wrong, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Because some some of the you asked the right questions. For example, I was interested about this issue about the quota, you know. And you asked the question. You say, well, does the quota relate to the number of coaches, or does it relate to the official accommodations paid for by the association? Mm -hmm. From what he was saying, he said he said that the quota was not really an issue. Mm -hmm. From from what from what I heard, because um, I went to the constitution of the NACAC, okay. And I searched for coaches. It, I only got one hit for coaches. And even that was about developing coaches. Mm. It said nothing about accreditation. Now, it may well be that there are some other subsidiary rules um, which govern that. But what is unclear to me is this. They haven't quoted the rule. You see, once something becomes an international scandal such as this one, you can't keep talking vaguely. If you mm -hmm. are saying there is a rule which says that the quota was exceeded, quote us the rule. Don't give us that long-winded press release which they gave, which now they are saying, well, uh, it shouldn't have been given anyway. Mm -hmm. Quote us the rule. Say mm -hmm. every country is entitled to so many coaches and you exceeded the rule. But mm -hmm. that's only part of the, the question. Mm. This whole issue about disqualification, the, the association said, oh, but you see the disqualification, we were going to be disqualified if we didn't do what we, we did. Oh, that, that's a bunch of bull. Because in the same press release, you know what they say? They say that by, by CARIFTA rules, they could have only sent eight athletes but they sent 21. You know, in other words, there was some discretion there to allow them to go. Why didn't they say, well, we couldn't send 21 because otherwise we were going to be disqualified because the Karifta rules uh, did not uh, allow mm -hmm. the others to qualify? So why does it, when it suits them, they say we are going to be disqualified? Mm -hmm. But since you are going, let me end on one yes. point. I've got, I've got other points. The, the whole issue is when you go out there and you register and you are given approval, the association has got no right to say the person who gave you approval had no right to give you approval. Mm -hmm. According to law, matters of procedure are presumed to be regularly and properly done. Once I come there and I mm -hmm. follow all the procedures, I do not misrepresent anything. Exactly. You can't after that, when, when I've left where I have gone, I've spent money, mm -hmm. I've come to coach, then suddenly you say, we have the power to do it. Mm -hmm. And also mm -hmm. they didn't even say the grounds upon which it was resolved. That mm -hmm. hasn't been resolved. I think they are trying to get back at the young lady because of her dad. And, uh, and that's the Sidoni mother seal. I think there should be a character requirement for somebody continuing to, to hold that position apart from the residents. The character requirement, if you are participating in what your husband is doing and molesting kids, and he's mm -hmm. convicted in a court of law, mm -hmm. and then you still keep sending kids there, there should be a character requirement. Bernie Bush must intervene and do something about this. It's mm -hmm. totally ridiculous. Mm -hmm. so I'll let you go. Thank you so much, caller. I mean, I cannot uh, agree more with what the caller just said. Um, and it still remains the fact that Lacey did nothing wrong. She was told she could apply online. She went and applied online. We don't know anything about, you know, he's saying, oh, Pauline was the one, Miss Pauline was the one who approved it or who gave her the pass or whatever. Lacey did what she was supposed to do, right? Nothing on the online form that says, oh, the member state has to approve this. No subsequent email that said that. 
they expect Lacey to be a mind reader, to know of these procedures that they themselves don't have published anywhere and they're not informing people of. This is the first time that she would have been applying for it. So I'm sorry, but I've not really heard much else this morning that has uh, changed my opinion of what should be done, which is every single member of this local federation needs to step down. And their defiance and their refusal to step down means that we, the people, are going to have to force their hand. And if they think that we're not prepared to do that, clearly they have not been paying attention. We will do so. Believe me, you. The issue with Sedoni and her husband is not separate and apart from anything. This is in her capacity as a Federation member. She should not be in the Federation, in the Athletic Association, none at all, given what she has done. She hasn't just ignored her husband's bad behavior. She has refused to give these young girls justice. She has broken the law. The children's law talks about mandatory reporting requirements. She has refused to do that in her capacity as president and other executive positions on the Cayman Islands Athletic Association. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Morning, dear. How are you? Good. About to get ready to, to go to court. Yes, I hear you get a little bit sauced up there. Anyway, <sighs> very quickly, um, I was listening to Mr. Archer, and I was hoping as an archer, he would be an archer. And I have to say, I'm kind of disappointed mm. because it sounds to me like this was one of those rehearsal speeches mm. and somewhere along the way, you know, maybe a paper blew off. Anyway, respectfully, I will leave that there. Mm. But um, he, he had a different you know, set of archers, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, um, he, he stated one thing um, about the Federation having to approve it. But yet he also let the cat out the bag and say that they were forewarned about Lacey. Now, they could write to the Bahamian president to say she's not a coach, she's not to be approved, blah, blah, blah. But mm -hmm. no one told this to Lacey. Mm -hmm. I cannot help but keep remembering how they say that, um, you know, one of the reasons is for the safety of our athletes. Mm. Now, I never, ever wanted to get into this part of it, mm -hmm. but I'm going to say it now. If they have no fear of Sedona Mothership being mingling with our mm -hmm. then where do you lose mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. Where, where, mm -hmm. with all good common sense, do you use that as one of the reasons? And as you rightly say, mm -hmm. character references should be a requirement. And if the person is not domiciled here, they should never be allowed to be on that executive because then you have mm -hmm. no idea what they're doing, where they are. So I'm going to repeat myself and mm -hmm. say, if they have no fear mm -hmm. of Sidonis association and interaction mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. our young athletes, given what we now know, then don't put that on lazy. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you so much, caller. Thank you. One final call of the day, and then, yes, I've got to get to court. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Morning. 
Morning. Um, I think it's well established in case law that you can't have requirements that are not published. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, how would the public know what exactly. requirements need to be satisfied? Mm -hmm. That's that's clearly, clearly wrong. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's, that's all I want to say. All right. Thank you, caller. Right. Yeah, there's still elements of this that make zero sense to me. Folks, we were just starting to... Um, oh, one more call. All right. One one final call. Morning, caller. Yeah, I'm not going to keep it too long. I will, you remember, I was the one that asked you the other morning about... Mm -hmm. uh, about her, about her husband training, training our athletes, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what he he tra he training them for free or, <laughs> or who pays well, who pays I, for the who pays for the training? I, that's I a, that's another question to be asked. Yes. If we if if the Cayman government is paying him to train our athletes and he and he and he's a convicted criminal that got off or or whatever whatever we calling him. Mm. Then, then something is clearly wrong too. We shouldn't have an association with it. We should never be able to touch a Caymanian artist again. You mm. see what I'm saying? Oh yes. So it makes it worse now if he's being if if we're sending athletes up there in the United States to train here and he's training them wherever wherever they're being trained by him. Mm -hmm. That's 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 something to think about also. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. There's a lot to think about with this situation and folks, we're going to keep on it. Um, I tell you what, this is what I say and I, I tell people about myself and even this program. We're not ones to sit back and, um, and, and say something and then two minutes later we forget about it. Even coming into the next election, folks, we are not going to forget the people that need to be voted out. They, they think that because historically we have had short memories that that's going to continue to be the order of the day. And believe me, I'm making notes. I'm keeping notes in my little blue book. It's not black, but it's blue. And I'm, I'm keeping their little video clips of what they say so that we can all remember when the time comes for us to go to the polls, who is deserving of your vote and who is not. Caller, good morning. Yes. Good morning, Sandy. This good morning. is Peter. Hi there. Calling. Um, mm -hmm. I go back to the same point. Mm -hmm. Yes, it might have been CIAA's right to say no mm -hmm. to Lacey, but it was also Lacey's right mm -hmm. as a national athlete who has won numerous numerous medals at the curricular level mm -hmm. and has done so well for us mm -hmm. and who has come back and has kept her word and is out there at that stadium every day working with all those children that mm -hmm. coaches send to her. She was up there. She was coaching for more than two days before they decided to remove her. Mm. You heard when I call in before, my bone of contention is they could have handled it more diplomatically. Yes. They could have called Lacey. I'm sure each and every one, somebody had Lacey's number. They could have called Coach Williams, who was right by her. And they could have asked him to, to speak to Lacey and say to Lacey, we don't want you here. And if you don't leave ABC. Mm -hmm. And they could have mm -hmm. explored the option that the, the gentleman just called in to say, when he suggested it, speak to her father. It was clear that they wanted to embarrass her. Yes. And you know what? Mm -hmm. He said that she behaved cool and calm. I know that child. That child is a strong young woman. Mm -hmm. And she would have kept that in. But I know that she was hurting inside. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I know because I've spoken to Lacey since she was hurting inside. Mm -hmm. She felt humiliated. As mm -hmm. anybody could have. Mm -hmm. I know both that we are the type of people, there's many people that could keep their calm mm -hmm. and seem cool on the outside, but hurting inside. Absolutely. She was humiliated. 
that should not mm -hmm. have been the case. And they need to all stop and think that they have children. Would That's they have right. want that to happen to their children? Exactly. I'm sorry, nobody else. I don't care. Other associations, um, people that run that association had maybe didn't do things always the right way, but none of them would have ever. Yes. None of those past presidents would have ever, ever handled that in that manner. I agree. And I'm not saying it's Mr. Delroy. I believe I'm not blaming anyone, but it seems as if it's Sedona that instigated yes. everything. But, and you know, what? and even from what Mr. Archer said, it was Sedoni that said this. It was Sedoni that, you know. How can three people on the executive make a decision for everybody? Exactly. Where are the other people? Yes. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that. And the other people have, have reached out to say they did not know what was going on. A lot of other people, including people on the executive, whose child Lacey was given um, sole, sole permission to, to coach. So they could have handled it. That's always been my bone of contention. That mm -hmm. they could have handled it better. Who does that to their country? Mm -hmm. To their country, and then to a young upcoming athlete. Mm -hmm. who you, you, you should be, you should be encouraging to come mm -hmm. out and give back for yes. and, and you should be mentoring. So that's that's Thank all you. I have to say. I'm I appreciate not it. About it. But they they are wrong. They need to step up and accept responsibility for it, so that we can move on and address all the other issues that they clearly have in that association. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And one person makes a very good point. They said that, they, that we have to remember that um, Lacey and her husband were coaching the athletes in Cayman, on Cayman soil. So why would the Federation not want them to interact with the same athletes when they go overseas? It was a situation where they were foreigners to these athletes. They were already working with them. And again, Sedoni gave the instructions, but they all need to go far as I'm concerned, but she is the one who ultimately gave the instructions to have it played out in the way in which it did. Folks, it doesn't look like I have any updated news, but never mind. That's fine. Monday, we're going to dissect this situation with George Ebanks. We've got voice notes. We've got chat conversations. We're going to break it down. Listen to me very, very carefully. And I'm going to end the show on this note. If you are a predator in the Cayman Islands, right? You are an adult and you keep going after people who have said they're not interested in you or you're using work permits over their heads or you're trying to bribe them for sex or whatever this is. You will be outed. Stop doing it. George, stop it. You're supposed to be a married Christian man with two young children. Can you please at some point adjust your behavior? Is it, is it not enough? have had 30 years of beating women, of cheating on women, of sexually harassing all these other women. At what point do you stop? Well, seems like you're never going to stop. And so we have all of the evidence. That's going to be Monday's show, folks. Make sure you tune in for that. We're going to put it all out there because until you can learn to stop, your victims will continue to reach out to me. And when they reach out to me, it will go public. Simple as that. This poor woman is afraid. You can imagine. She's leaving the jurisdiction. She's like, I don't even want to stay here. And I'm afraid of what this man could possibly do. Caymanians, this cannot be what we're allowing to happen in this country. And you people are hiring this man to work for your company to handle your work permit affairs when he is using that over the heads of women to, to get sex and sexual favors and to harass them, and to threaten them? Harvey Weinstein, can you stop it? All right. We're going to come to that conversation on Monday. Um, this was the more important conversation to try to wrap up. Uh, by next week, we're going to make some decisions, folks. 
on how we're going to handle our public outcry. We've been talking about it. We've been saying it. Now we either need to get in the streets and protest. Well, we can't do it by Sedoni's house because that's all the way in Washington. She no longer lives in the jurisdiction. Again, what is she doing on this committee? It's time for her to go. Be gone. You have stood by your man, honey child. You've made that clear. You have thrown our young children under the proverbial bus in order to um, stand by a sexual predator. Your choice has been made. Live with him in Washington. I just pray for the poor children in Washington. That their parents are alerted to what this man is. Because those now are his next victims. But he messing with the wrong set of people in Nazis America because every single one of them tooting a gun. So make him go right ahead. He and get what coming to him in a proper way. Folks, I thank you um, so much. <laughs> Donna says get the amen button ready. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the program today. We'll deal with George again on Monday's program. You guys have a safe and wonderful weekend. Um, thanks, Chuck, for the little bit of overtime. I'm off to court. I'll update you guys next week on what happens in court today. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cold Hard Truth on Bobo 89.1 FM. Cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7.30 a.m. Never miss an episode again. Watch anytime on CMR's Facebook and YouTube channels for the latest show episodes. Don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels and visit CaymanMarlRoad.com for all the latest news and community happenings. 